So of course it decided to start raining whilst we're out here again. Ugh. Huh? Yeah, man, I checked the forecast and uh, this was not supposed to happen. You know, especially with Thomas being on tour and everything. Right? Like, he's really blown up after he sang on that Valentine's episode. It's crazy. Hey, that man's a superstar in France right now, and he's selling out shows and everything. Yeah, he sure did. Wow, you know, I have literally no idea where we're going, guys. I mean, literally, my glasses are fogged up. I can't see. I can't see anything. Man, I'm going to catch a cold if we don't find some shelter soon, man. It's been like two hours already. It's like, it's not making sense. Like, I swear we all... Wait. Yeah, we, we already passed that rock ten minutes ago. Yeah, we've been here before, man. I think we just spent the last 20 minutes walking in a giant circle. Yeah, giant circle. That was 20 minutes, and it felt more like an hour. I really shouldn't have drank so much coffee before these trips, but... When it's be like that sometimes, man. The best thing for us to do is just keep moving. We can't stay out here. Hey, what if we, uh, you know, find the uh, white stag last year? The one that led uh, Nimrod <laughs> to the promised land? <laughs> Maybe we can ask that guy for help. Oh my god, mate. That stag is long gone. We need to we need to get covered from the storm. I mean, plus, like, we're literally getting soaked. Like, Come on, guys. Let's try this way. There's a hill up ahead. Look, there's a house up there. That's not a house. That's a creepy mansion. That's Dispenser Estate, bro. <laughs> oh my god, like this place fails the vibe check immediately. We, we cannot go in there. We just can't. Oh my god, guys, I gotta, I gotta, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm getting a bad vibe, bro. We can't do this, bro. We can't. Ah, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's gonna be way better in there than than it is out here for sure. We, we, we should head over there. I guess I guess you're right. I guess we're gonna push X and walk in, man. I'd rather be alive anyway. Okay, but you guys, I really gotta. Like, uh, yeah, this place looks a little sketchy, but we're in the middle of the storms, dead of night. It's uh, you know, that's the way. This place is too too creepy for you guys. Is that it? Hey, hey, hey! Listen, brother, brother, we're not scared. You know, we're not scared, right, James? Yeah, we're just aware. Yeah, like like our senses like heightened, like like cat-like, you know, like ninja-like, you know. Yeah, we're 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 like guy, man. Machine, were you ready? We're ready to go. Yeah, we should know, be like, come on. All right, I'm going. I'm going. I'll, I'll see you guys inside. I'm I'm so ready. I'm I'm so ready. I mean, like, I'm I'm bristling on my arms, bro. Check me out. Check me out. Look, 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 look. Listen, man. I don't even have hair, and it's raised. All right. <laughs> That's, that's called being scared, you know. I'm, I'm scared too, but I think we should go in there. Aware. All right, all right. Well, look, we need to make a move. Adam, wait, wait, what do you think? Yeah, I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm not liking this place either. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, Eddie Murphy taught me better than this, brother. I, I can't, I can't go in there. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, like, it's not like we have to move in there, you know. It's not like we, we're, we're going to permanently be in there. I mean, uh, Sean. Sean. Wait, Sean. Wait, Sean. What, dude? Wait, what? Where'd you go? Uh, he's just here. 
Into the Spencer Estate we go. Alright, into the abyss. Never to return. <laughs> I swear, Richmond, if I get possessed, I'm coming back to get y'all. I'm doing it. Listen, man, I'm not, I'm not about to get caught, man. Like, seriously, uh, if we run into any aborted fetuses, I'm coming for everybody after this. Hello? Anyone there? Sean? Sean? Dude, where'd you go, man? Sean? Sean, where are you, man? Yo, Sean, man. I didn't... Listen, man. I played Resident Evil Village once. I'm not going through this again. Where are you, man? Yeah, Sean. Hey, hey Sean, hello. We, we're here to find you. Alright, so uh, clearly the, the logical thing here is to uh, split up and find him. No, no, no. The logical thing is not to split up. We don't split up, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. Like, we literally can't separate. We don't We don't know this place. Uh, all right. I mean, I don't know. I guess, you know what? Fuck it, man. Let's just let's do it. How about we start over there? Let's start this way. All right. Lead the way. Uh, the sooner we do this, the sooner we can start on our episode. I wonder where he is, man. <laughs> Ah. Oh, what are the chances this place had a working bathroom? I'm not drinking that much coffee again before I leave. Do I drink too much coffee? No, no, it's the others that are wrong. But, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, just because I, you know, drink so much coffee, I probably shouldn't have done it. Hey, uh, talking to myself. Right, drink less coffee before Halloween special episode. Got it. Hmm. Well, actually, I lost. Nah, it's fine. This place is just uh, it's a little creepy. Uh, I mean, but it's... I mean, I've been in creepy places before. It's just kind of familiar, like a warm blanket. You know, like a warm, creepy blanket. Uh, anyway, I, I should just go outside and uh, tell the guys not to come in here. Oh, those were... Hmm, those were definitely not mine. <laughs> ah, mm, I see. Haunted. Got it. Yep. Mm, this is haunted. Creepy mansion. Yep. 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 I am getting the fuck out of here. We've been going down these halls for a few minutes, but they feel so long. Look, we're we're looking for shop. You know, that's 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 just eyes on the prize. Come on. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be just right around. The <coughs> hey, creepy mansion. Fun, right? Sean, Sean, yo, where did you go for real? What happened, bro? But I want a, a bathroom. I mean, I said it like 15 times. We, I mean, you know me. Coffee, bathroom. I mean, like... <laughs> we didn't hear you say anything, man. Like, you could have gone in a bush, to be honest. No. Uh, 
I, I wanted I wanted a, a bathroom. It's just uh, it's just a, a thing I have. But anyway, you guys have never guess what that I found. The uh, way out. No. You got a new coffee maker. No, but. Do you you got me a new coffee? fight stick? No. A new fight stick? What? Okay, okay, okay. Fine, 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 fine. Just tell us. Yeah, place is haunted. I, I knew it. I just knew it. Oh wait, really? Like, like, actually haunted? Yo, Sean, for real? Like, I swear, if I get swallowed up by an aborted fetus, I'm, I'm definitely gonna haunt you for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I got footsteps. Uh, I got. Uh, what I think was probably evil laughter, uh, you know, it was weird, like, you know, you know, supernatural weird, not like the show supernatural, but like, you know, supernatural, like bad, weird, bad, mostly most bad. It's a lot of bad. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it had malicious intentions. Uh, I mean, I don't know a lot about evil laughter and footsteps, but you know, I, I'd, I'd bet, I'd bet malicious. Okay, malicious, definitely. I, I, I've seen no uh, gents and uncles around here. I've not heard anyone laughing. Are you absolutely sure that you heard something? Like, what's going on with that? I mean, look, I really don't want to fuck around and find out. Yeah, I'm not not about that either. I, I think we should we, we should just get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Ugh, damn, I, I just wanted a normal recording tonight. Like, was that too was that too much to ask? Like, ugh. Well, you know, why don't we just start recording right now while we're getting out of here? Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Well, on location, like in a movie. Like, okay, Richmond, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's like, it's like I think that I'm Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely, I got the recording equipment. We can make this work. I mean, hey, you want it to be authentic, do it live, right? Yeah, yeah. But also, like, let's get out of here. We got to go. All right, sounds good. Uh, so the way out should be this way, and uh, what what what's going on here? That hallway was behind us. Uh, that it's, it's gone. Oh yeah, yeah, that house does that. It happened to me a couple times while I was looking for the old uh, restroom, but you know, uh, ultimately you get your way around. I think it's it's probably fine. What, okay, you know, what, else? Like, what could go wrong? Oh, oh but are we like? Oh, are we like trapped in this haunted house now? Oh my gosh! Like, uh, okay, the walls are closing in. Okay, all right, it, it, it's fine time. I'm, I'm fine. The ghost. Okay. No, AJ, 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 AJ. All we have to do is just think the way we would if we were playing Alpha Two, calm yep. and collected. Yep. We just need to relax. Just take a second. Hey, hey, you guys over here! Oh Yo, my God! What the Weird, bad, this weird, bad, weird, bad and weird. Oh my god, that was a howl from beyond this world. <laughs> no, I'm not a ghost, guys. I'm just a lost dude like you. I've been here for a while myself. I think I know the way out, though. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Have a voice, wait. I, yeah, I, I know you. Johnny, dude. What the hell? I didn't even recognize you underneath these lights. They're so dim. Come here, brother. How you Hell doing? yeah. Is that AJ? Hey, what's up, man? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Are you good, man? Like, yeah, I'm totally not scared of parachuting in like a haunted manner or anything, no. like that, anything else like that. But how, how you doing, dude? Oh, yeah, I'm good. Just been trapped in here for a while. Looking for a way out. I found it. Finally, it was just, uh, I was headed over there. This place is kind of 
fucky. It'll mess with you if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right, new plan. Uh, we're we're gonna follow you, and we're gonna record an episode. So uh, consider yourself a guest. Oh, we're doing a podcast. Hey. Nice. Uh, that's cool. I haven't actually spoken to another living human being in about maybe a month or a year. Anyway, this should be fine. Okay, yeah. Uh, over uh, this way, this way, this way. Yeah. Okay, Leo. Let's let's go. Let's follow you. All right, let's get it. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, welcome to the Art Eater Podcast Halloween Special Part Two. All right, uh, we we have a exciting podcast for you folks tonight. Um, you know, it should be a, a suitably a spooky and festive time. Um, but uh, before we get into it, let's do a quick round of introductions. So uh, I'm your host, Richmond. I'm uh, the uh, founder of Art Eater. Uh, my background's in animation. I love uh, art, video games, animation, all this cool stuff. And I, yeah, I love being here every weekend recording this podcast with uh, my, my best bros here. Hey, I'm Sean. <clears throat> I am uh, usually here. I edit the podcast. I'm a uh, creative director, UX director, currently... Uh, lead design at NZXT, PC gaming company, but uh, I'm uh, ex-Blizzard, uh, work in the industry quite a bit, and work with uh, this dude Richmond quite a bit in our past on games and other stuff, so uh, always excited to be here to talk about uh, cool and spooky things. Yeah, yeah, this is James Stanley, your resident fighting game expert, and uh, just all-out rushdown enjoyer. Uh, I am a freelance illustrator, comic artist, storyboard artist, uh, character designer. Uh, I like to draw cool things, and uh, I'm always happy to be here, and I'm excited about today's episode. What's up, everybody? It's Adam. Pleased to be here once again, as always, reporting live from my haunted-ass house. It's your favorite game, level designer, pixel artist, and international taekwondo fighter. It feels so good to be back with the crew again. Yeah, this episode's going to be a banger, so stick around, find out, get spooked on. What the fuck? Why did you guys all start talking about your jobs? Uh, I'm, we're, we're getting into the house, right? Uh, I'm Gianni Matragrano. I'm trying to get out of this fucking house. Uh, pleased to meet you. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we just nice do that to meet sometimes. you as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, for those of you listening, uh, you may know me as uh, the voice of a bunch of really shitty, stupid fucking memes that suck ass on the internet uh or you might have heard me as uh gabrielle and ultra kill or if you're uh, if you have really good taste you played fistful of frags and you might have heard me in that or or if you uh, unfortunately if you watch anime you might have heard me in i don't know uh arte uh, as leo or or uh, Hyakutado in tribe nine um it, they, I'm, I'm all over the place uh but but more importantly uh, the, my proudest role yet is is uh, AJ's friend, and I'm happy to be here chatting with with him and his, his nice group. Well, I, I assume these other guys are pretty nice. I don't really know them, but they, they we tend to be. Right, uh, so so I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, this will be your final podcast. Uh, I'm gonna ruin this shit. Your brand will not survive today. <laughs> Best episode. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right. we're we're halfway banking that like someone finds this episode recording at all. So, <laughs> if you are listening to this, um, our, our our found footage or uh, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, all right. Yeah, this is this is our goofy Blair Witch thing. I sure hope we make all it right. out so that we can have our podcast careers ended. 
okay, so so uh, t typically, um, uh, so if people have been following uh, for for our loyal listeners, uh, you know, we usually talk about video games, but like uh, from the beginning, it's never actually been limited to uh, games. You know, last year it was totally games uh, focused on the Halloween podcast, but I thought this year. We just kind of open it up to you know all things uh, scary and spooky and freaky. So I thought you know uh, just uh, I'd throw this out there. Like, what is the scariest uh, you know story or piece of media or whatever that you've ever engaged with? Doesn't have to be a video game, right? Just just anything could be a movie, you know, a short story. Uh, uh, you know, video games are still on the table. Like, you know, what 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 freaked you out the most? Is 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 that a question to me specifically or the room? Oh, or... just the room. Just the room. Just the room. Yeah. Okay. But, okay. but you, I, 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 but I think you should go first. Our guest of honor. Yeah. Yeah, you should go first. I don't want to. go first. I want. I want to listen to you guys so I can get some ideas and uh, and and make okay, up okay. something that makes me sound really dumb and cool. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go I mean, exactly contrary to what Richmond said, I can start with a video game one. Uh, let's sure. do it. If All right. you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go. So. So I'm one of those people where uh, most things don't scare me. Uh, in, in relation to being in a haunted house, usually my opinion when I'm watching some sort of like horror media is like, I have that wherewithal to be like, wow, if this was really happening to me, I'd be super scared. But since I'm not, it doesn't. Um, but for some reason, um, and I, I know we even probably talked about this in part one uh, way, way back last year, but the I think Silent Hill 2 was one of the ones that actually got to me um because like i i was at least being like oh i gotta play this like at night with all the the lights off and whatever and like i, I never really like quite scared me but i also had the thing of like you know keeping one light on checking whatever and the, the thing that that actually really got to me in especially in silent hill 2 is they had a lot of things where uh you'd like walk into a room or something and this is the first time i had heard reverse screams before um, oh my God. which I don't even know how to describe what, but you can kind of imagine it, but it's like a, yeah, or something like that. But like when you're not <laughs> expecting it and you're in like a haunted school, like in a game. And then the, the worst thing is then you're like, you know, it's a game where you, you attack things. Right. So I was like, all right, shit, I got to get ready for something. And the thing that scared me the most is that for the most part, nothing happens to you after that. Like, it's so weird how, um, Silent Hill has been one of the, only, the few games that like built the tension in such a way that half the time I was really scared and I could feel my heart rate racing just because I was expecting stuff or like and, and then like they do it where you're going you're going nothing's happening you're like oh, okay maybe nothing is going to happen and then you'd enter a room and then like a door slams and you're like oh shit and oh, shit. um anyway so like I, I never really like I wouldn't call it like got legitimately scared but I like definitely was like I'm gonna turn the light up in the room a little bit like maybe uh, I'll I'll put some sounds on like you know maybe a little bit of music or like mm -hmm. so it was just something about the psychological element of that that really like got to me you know that's being mm. scared dude <laughs> sounds like the game got there. <laughs> yeah <for laughs> I'm just like oh I wasn't scared be like oh it sounds like you're scared but uh, I don't know I, yeah. I think that um nowadays like for me like jump scares never really worked but. Well, Non-jump scares you, really got to me. Sure. Yeah. Can you contrast Silent Hill 2 against something that uh, 
you know, something that, that is uh, considered scary that you experience where you're like, oh, well, you know, that didn't get to me. And then, like, uh, why, why did Silent Hill get to you when this other thing didn't? Uh, I can tell you, I actually might have even, I'm, I've definitely talked about this on the podcast before, but one of the things I really liked about Resident Evil 2 was that scene, you know, where, like, you walk in to um, the interrogation room in the police station, and you take, you, once you take the item and you go to walk out, then a liquor busts through the window. Um, but it's, like, very much oh, a jump classic. scare. And, and yeah. I did enjoy that. Um, and part of why it works so well is that, like, um, you can go in and walk out. It doesn't trigger until you take the item. But but the difference being is that, like, when that happened, I definitely had the, like, oh, shit. But it was really more like I wasn't worried or anxious or I wasn't, like, in the real environment that I was existing in, like, doing things to comfort my <laughs> comfort my mind that something wasn't in the house with me. Whereas, you know, it was just like, it subsided very quickly. Like once I killed the liquor and like my, I don't know, I guess my adrenaline or whatever, like came back down or whatever happens when, I don't know things, well, um, at least enough to talk about it. I assume adrenaline. Once it was like coming back down just from like getting surprised, um, I was back in the groove. I wasn't actually like worried for my safety or I wasn't having to like illogically calm myself down. Whereas Silent Hill consistently got me to a place where I was in this like I'm totally fine in this house alone that I'm in like so anyway <laughs> that's my example all right uh, I, 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 I have the, a the, go ahead oh just just that the, the Resident Evil 2 the liquor scene that was a call out to part one with the dogs bursting through the window right and I, I remember that scene I, I, I used to like I loved making my friends play through that back in the day because I just loved seeing everyone's reactions and the, the best reaction I ever got was uh, one friend literally like just just screamed and threw the controller at the TV <laughs> oh my so, god so freaked out like he, he just you know just just ejected himself from the game <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's still one sure. of my favorite things I see. Oh, okay. I, I, I just did more of a like a meta conversation about it. it I, I wonder if there's something to it just kind of reminded me uh, of like certain movies and stuff. Like, um, there's something to not seeing so much. Like, I think a lot of horror movies nowadays. Like, I was just watching the remake of Pet Cemetery, and it was predictable and mm. cheesy. Um, even though that's apparently Stephen King's like, mo like it's personally the, the story that scares him the most and it was reminding me of like well part of it is because you see it's not just the practical effects of like monsters or whatever it's just that there's something about the unknown like, you remember in um, the pretty not great remake of Omega Man uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith Yes. they had this whole yeah. build up with the movie where like the zombie-ish creature whatever things are very it's very dark and you don't really get them and every time he experiences them with this dog they're very like creepy and standing there and just like from a meta perspective i feel like for me outside of jump scares the more that you're seeing something the less like mysterious it is and i always remember like actually being like oh wow this movie is really good and then like after you start seeing all the monsters all the time basically once the dog dies in that movie it gets really bad but it kind of returns me to thinking about like what we're talking about people that jump from things and whatever i was just like yeah i wonder if there's just something to the more you see it no matter how well rendered it is and the more that you get used to it the more it's like you don't get that unknown vibe and because like the whole trick of a jump scare right is that you're not expecting it um right yeah, yeah. but it, it sounds like for you like the jump scare isn't effective because like it becomes concrete right 
but like I think for you the psychological horror is what gets you because you uh, I, I I think like what really gets people with horror is is uh, imagination right imagination and empathy and it's it's sort of like easier it's more uh, you're, you're even more into it when when you're imagining what's gonna happen right like I, I think so yeah that, of course. that's that's the secret spice for you Sean. yeah yeah, yeah well, I would have to say so yeah, because what you're talking about was making me think the difference between being surprised and being scared, right? Um, like, I'm sure yeah. there's a mixture of all the spices in there, but, um, like, there's some element of being, you know, scared or your, your body reacting to a threat. But um, I just I noticed a distinct difference. Like, it's... Uh, but I was just kind of thinking back on a lot of remakes of movies as well, where, like, they've... like So I haven't seen the 1960s version of Pet Cemetery, but I've been told consistently by a lot of people that it's way scarier. And I, I would I would bet without having seen it that it has to do with the fact that they limited the special effects because of the time budget and technology. And when they remade it, like they really took a lot of the edge out of the story uh, because they were capable of rendering and showing you so much stuff. Um, uh, what, wasn't it an 80s movie? Or what? Sorry, you're right, you're right, 80s. I'm, I'm, yeah, Stephen okay. King is a... Yeah. Stephen yeah, King's not that old. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not quite that old. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah sorry. But, but yeah, it is, is at least like an older... Uh, they remade it and stuff like that. And, and actually, uh, I, I don't know why this really... It made me sad because, like, that the um, Pet Cemetery story features a Wendigo, which is one of my favorite kind of conceptual hey. uh, spiritual like beings. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to butcher it, but do you, you know what a Wendigo is? Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason I always found them really intriguing, maybe it's related to this, is that, like, they're not really ghosts and they're not really spirits and they're not walking dead they, they have like an ancient sinisterness to them um and they're, they're, so they're basically like they're also called skinwalkers sometimes but um it, it's like one of these things where it's a malicious spirit but it has kind of like usually a history of like ancient magic behind it and uh, i don't know i like i also th those things of like where it's so ancient and unknowable uh kind of like the reapers in mass effect where like you, you like conceptually can't conceive of their of their reasons for being malicious because they're so much more ancient. Um, so I don't know. So I was always really disappointed in the remakes because like they don't really do anything with it. They basically just create zombies. And I was like, oh, because like um, they have an episode of Supernatural that has a Wendigo in it. And it's actually one of my favorites as well. Because uh, like like they're uh, ancient, they can shape shift. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I only know what that is through Marvel Comics. So I'm, oh, I'm cool. just picturing like a, a giant uh, white Sasquatch thing. We're uh, we're we're talking about like a. I mean, uh, I think I think I normally I normally hear it as Wendigo. Uh, yeah, I've heard yeah, Wendigo. Wendigo. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and, probably a better and, way to say it. And those the best argument for those is uh, Until Dawn has oh, amazing so you can mention stuff that with thing. them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then me personally, I always think of Dusk, uh, which it's actually like the 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 like skull from Dusk is actually like the 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 Wendigo skull from that game. It's it's, it's really awesome. It's um, so cool. But I. But that that particular one uh, now, uh, forgive me because I'm kind of fuzzy on this stuff. So I'm definitely not somebody who is like uh, who really should be speaking too much to it. But I had heard some stuff a bit ago where there was some controversy about using those uh, because uh, I I'd, I'd heard something about how uh, even the mere like mentioning of the name 
can be regarded as offensive to the, uh, I believe, the, the Native American, um, like, history and, and, and culture and stuff. And how I'd seen some stuff going around, and again, I'm super, like, I, I have no fucking idea. But I'd, I'd seen some stuff regarding how that particular creature uh, is, is, like, kind of a, a touchier one uh, that, cool. that has, like, I, I, I was seeing some people say that it, like, needs to be handled more carefully or not handled at all. Um, but, like, that same kind of vibe where it's, like, super, like, ancient, unknowable of like of like the earth like basically like earth cryptid right like that concept yeah. is like, like that that general like vibe and whatnot uh whether whether it's uh, wendigo or some similar stuff i i can't think of any but like there are some really good ones um and and I'm, i don't remember any of the names of any of them but uh, like just from here's and there's that i've heard from like the i don't know what the fuck is happening in the nordic countries or like or I feel like I've heard like a bunch of really wild uh, uh, like folklore myths, traditions, uh, and and like cryptid type stuff from like fucking mm. uh, Iceland or, or, or Greenland mm. or, or like uh, so even even Switzerland and, and and a bunch of other like places. I, there's all these like really crazy like deep deep lore of of the land where it's like this was always here. Uh, and it's it's so it's such a great concept, right? Because it's like it's all of that, uh, you know, mysterious. Uh, you can't quite comprehend it. Scariness that people love about like Eldritch stuff, but it's the implication that it's not out there. It's not coming. It's not appearing from behind Mars. It's not spawning out of some fucking cartoonish uh, black hole. It's it was in that tree the whole time, and it, <laughs> it and, and it hates you. Uh, which yeah. is also why the deep ocean is so fucking scary, um, oh, and, yeah. and why and why Subnautica is such a such a great game because it's like that shit's just down there. They're just mm. down there, and they'll probably <laughs> be down there when we're done. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It's so wild. Oh, yeah. One of my deep, favorite deep things about that. No, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. When I was younger, I used to want to be a marine biologist, and like I actually, I actually would spend so much time like actively wishing that i could like go down to like the depths of the ocean and like just explore and like find like a new you know species or just you know find like a new type of monster because like there are so many different weird creatures like you ever looked at like an anglerfish like just like the way that that looks like just the way that that actively like its teeth are so gnarled and just like the way its head is shaped oh, and yeah. its eyes as well like especially with respect to like the sort of the small sort of like beadiness of them too that kind of like at least to me it, we, we, we talk about like you know eyes being like the windows to the soul right and then like you look at like what an anglerfish like actively like, you know really looks like and it's like that thing just hates you that thing that thing will absolutely yeah. just destroy anything that you care about in life in the world and, and it will just do it and it'll take joy in doing that it's like how dare you enter my ocean you know how dare you come to my home die like that's what that's what they do like it's just it's just amazing to me that i think that um it's amazing to me that we can go down so deep and like see such you know terribly creepy looking creatures to us but to them you know they're just chilling down there you know they're just, they just they just look like that and they, they just feel completely you know fine with all of the super jagged teeth and incredibly yeah. gnarled like skin and flesh and like fins and all the rest of it it's just some of the some uh, of the character design of my animals is crazy I, I should mention uh, that the reason why underwater in particular was on my mind, just quick shout outs to uh, you folks might be familiar, uh, Jacob Geller, 
Uh, oh yeah. Mm, he has yeah. such amazing yeah. videos. And so a couple weeks ago, he did one uh, called "Fear of Big Things Underwater," uh, yep. and and it's 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 amazing. I honestly, whenever I think of his like his videos, actually, I always think of uh, his his fear of cold video. Uh, where he just like describes um, this this like story about you know uh, basically uh, just how 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 terrible the cold really can be, uh, and and how nullifying it can be on a human. Uh, and and I, I I hate that I watched that video because <laughs> I I lived in Florida my whole life and only moved up to Canada about like four years ago. So now it'll be like it'll be like summer and I'll still have some days where I'm like it's too fucking cold up here. Uh, and so I, I hate that I now have that like horror knowledge of of the cold that that Jacob Geller put into me. But God, God, his videos are so good. Sorry. Anyway, uh, shout Jacob Geller. Yeah. yeah. I I just want to say two things real quick. One, um, just to loop it back to the Wendigo, uh, the Wendigo, like it, it's interesting that you you have uh, in in these uh, northern cultures, these cold weather cultures, you do have these malevolent spirits that have always been yeah. there and like. They just want to destroy you. And I think uh, that's kind of the material reality for the people that are from there, right? Like every winter historically is deadly, you know, potentially deadly, even to this day. Like, can you imagine if like the power grid yes. went out? Like you'd be screwed, man. Like, and then the people living off grid, um, it, it's just like a really harsh, hard, hard scrabble life out there. So it, it makes a lot of sense that they have a different uh, relationship with nature, you know, uh, uh, versus like warm weather people. Well, and and to to, to uh, Johnny's point, I, I haven't heard much about the the controversy on it, but it is an Algonquin-based um, legend that it's that it comes from. So I could definitely see how people are maybe talking about how that might be cultural appropriation to use it. There's there's um, definitely some stuff there, but I'm I'm like I'm super I'm super fuzzy on the details of it. But. But but to, like rich what kind of stuff we're talking about, I know that like a lot of the basis of it comes from. I I think that what, things that I have read about it because like I'm one of those people that like once I discover something I spend like if I see it like like when I first saw it in Supernatural I it was one of the first times I was exposed to it and so I I like st kind of stopped paying attention to the episode and I was just looking up lore about it like in general <laughs> and it, and it seems that like the the basis of it from a reality perspective had to do with cannibalism. Um, oh, like, and it, it kind of came to represent this kind of uh, greed or hunger that was insatiable and uh, but it, it also I, I believe most Wendigos are um, or however you say them are depicted with fur attached to like a um, usually like a cattle or a livestock skull and mm. it also has to do with cannibalism in relation to um drought or not drought the uh the thing where you have no food not not water but you get the idea like it, it, <laughs> you, it related to the cold yeah yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. famine around like the cold season and like resorting to this animalistic uh you know approach to this. there's like a lot under under the hood that i think like uh it, it does if you really think about it it gets to the core of like human fears that are very basic yeah um, yeah okay Oh, real quick then, I, I just want to give a shout out to one of my favorite uh, underrated horror movies. Now that you brought that up, is uh, have you are you guys familiar with the film uh, Ravenous, starring a guy yes. before he was yeah. famous? Yeah, yeah, that is and, a really no. good film. It's a very good film. It, it is uh, super underrated. Um, it's very relevant to everything we're discussing. 
uh, yeah, it's Guy Pierce and um, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot the director's name. It was it was a woman. There's actually a lot of women that direct horror. Uh, uh, Antonia Bird. Don't realize it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Damon Albert yeah, did the soundtrack. Almost, no yeah, almost Damon oh. Albert did the soundtrack. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, this house is pretty haunted. Just like where my head hits out of nowhere. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Ghost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, um, yeah. I oh, I don't want to spoil too much, but if if you like horror movies and and the Great White North, uh, you should look up uh, the film Ravenous. Uh, for some reason, critics hated it when it came out, but um, it's it's a real gem. It's a really good movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Damon Alburn did the soundtrack before, you know, he's, you know, the front man for Blur, but it was before the Gorillas, and it's really mm. weird because um, rather than doing like a really groovy, chunky soundtrack, he was like, well, what, what did music sound like back then? Because like certainly it wasn't as poppy and melodic as it is now. It's so the actually, 1840s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he actually studied Appalachian music from that period, and it's just kind of like a really bizarre. Um, a melodic soundtrack. It's it's a super cool movie. Uh, Ravenous. Hmm. Please look it up. Super relevant awesome. to everything we've been discussing. God damn. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say one more thing. Uh, you, you were mentioning the deep sea, right? Like, I, I, I think the reason those creatures are so terrifying to us is that that is like as far removed as you can get from everything we're used to right like yeah it's just definitely. totally different rules down there right like especially there's no sunlight like uh it, it, it's death can come in any direction more than 360 degrees <laughs> like just of course yeah it's just savage and and the crazy thing to think about is that is the biggest biome on earth actually did you know that mm. yeah it's everyone knows the ocean covers most of the earth but it's actually uh, where sunlight doesn't penetrate is where uh, there's actually the most life on Earth. Uh, I wow. think it's also, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I think it's like an extremely small percentage of, like, it is estimated that what we know of down there that's living is like an extremely small percentage of yeah. how much life there actually is down there. Like, we've identified yeah. A very small amount of it, which is, which I adore because, uh, you know, I, I don't know if other people are like this, but whenever there's like stuff where there's like a big scary monster or like some kind of supernatural terrible thing, I there's a part of me that's like, oh, I wish that was real. I, that's probably like <laughs> fucked up. Like people would die or whatever, but I'd be like, oh man, the world would be so much more fucking interesting. Like I am every day, like I am in pain. It hurts me so much that the Loch Ness Monster isn't real. I am like always complaining to, to Marika, my wife, about that, where I, I will wake up in the morning and, and just start like huffing and, and being visibly sad. And she'll be like, what's wrong, honey? Is it the Loch Ness Monster again? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm still mad that the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> isn't real. And I will, I will uh, her family's like really smart and like scientists and stuff. So I will sit there and pressure them into lying to me to tell me that it's totally real. So, so <laughs> have, have sea life, and deep sea life and its mystery is beautiful because it's like okay maybe we got maybe we got something here you know <laughs> I, I, I i'll admit 
like uh, I kind of vibe with you on that because when I was a kid, I I did ask thought that the Loch Ness monster was real and like real. you know I was and, and you know I'm like you know, I'm a kid in the '80s, so I'm like, but it's in the magazine, it's in the Inquirer, it has to be real. <laughs> so like I honestly believe that until you know I got old enough to be like, man, yeah, yeah. well that was oh. that was also an age where you know it was like, oh, there's a picture of something. Oh shit, hang on, we got we might have <laughs> exactly. Whereas, yeah. whereas yeah. now, you know, you just fucking dig a blurry picture of your phone and you're like, oh, look, is it the Loch Ness Monster or is it a Smash leak? It's both. Right. Yeah. Loch Ness Monster <laughs> Smash. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, but, so that was a different time where you saw pictures of it in the magazine. It was like, oh, shit, hang on. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot I forgot where I read it, but I remember someone did a analysis of like, okay, let's figure out how much food needs to be in that lake in order for the Loch Ness monster to survive and kind of no, like, no, no, yes. no, 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 don't don't figure that part out. Uh, well, <laughs> well, I was I was gonna add like the reason I enjoyed it so much is like they kind of systematically talked about like, uh, I think it was actually on a podcast. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was one of these podcasts where they do this kind of thing where they like take things to logical conclusions that were never intended to. Um, and I seem to recall them going through the whole thing and being like, see, it, it couldn't eat. And then someone goes, that's why it's supernatural. What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> yeah, if we could yeah. explain it, then yeah. it wouldn't be cool. And they were like, yeah. oh, okay. And they're like, what if there's some food source? We know? Like, and they started throwing all these things. And like, by the end, like you kind of go down this ride of being like, oh, yeah, it totally couldn't exist. And by the end, you're kind of like, actually, now that they mention it, this doesn't prove anything at all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh my god. One of my favorite things about this is the fact that like so many of these super weird deep sea creatures I'm I'm just looking at I'm looking at a bunch of them. They're just like they're just so horrifying looking. But like yeah, here they are. Here the here, here there are lots of pictures of them in H D and all that stuff. It's like we, we can see like did you guys will like you'll you will have seen the meme like, you know, horrors behind beyond my uh, human compre comprehension. But like that's literally what I'm like staring at like, right now. There's just so many of these I'm just like, man, like that's a real thing. Like at some stage, like it's somewhere in the in the world right now, like these exist. Like as I'm talking yeah, exactly. right now. It's yeah, like it's, it's, it's wild crazy. to think about. Like Yeah, it's so crazy. <clears throat> Yeah. Also, I also can't position. wait till they surface and kill us all. I'm like so yeah. excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to sign a petition. We need to get like the Loch Ness monster like added in like the next patch notes for like reality. We just need that I would shit like now. Sell but... humanity out for the gators so fast. You have no fucking like. I I used to work in a zoo <laughs> and all the time I would walk past Whoa. the gator enclosure, and oh, and nice. all the time I would look down and I'd be like, it is so fucked up. That you are down there and I'm up here. It should do it should be the other way around. Gators should just have it. So like I, I just want you to know that if shit ever starts hitting the fan and the deep sea creatures are like emerging, I am gonna be one of the first cultists of making offerings to them. And I know I know I don't get a reward for it. I, I just get eaten too or whatever, but like I am still gonna be one of the people first in line to sacrifice humanity to the to the deep sea creatures. <laughs> 100%. You welcome the new Gator Overlords. For exactly. It's like yeah, any time yeah. that, any time that there was like rumors of like you know like the the Gators in the sewers type stuff. Like, cause I'm sure everyone heard of different versions of that. But it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you you you, you would have been like a full on like Gator stand. Like you just been like, yeah, I'm we, with it. I'm with it. it rise from the sewers. Like down in Florida, it was real. Uh, you used to get oh, genuine was, yeah. warnings of of tales where Gators came up through people's uh, toilet lines. And, no. and and bit their ass and no. you know what? honestly really? I swear to God I used to kind of hope I genuinely used to kind of <laughs> be like that'd be so fucking sick if that happened 
It speaks to like it speaks against my my character. It's, it's something wrong with me as a person, but nonetheless, it is the truth. <laughs> I mean, like if a gator bit someone on the ass, that would kind of be one of the coolest things that probably happened to that person ever. It's so I, I can understand sick. that. Yeah, like, well, like, brother, brother, a gator bit you on the ass, bro. Like that's so cool. And you're, and you're alive. And you're here to tell like, the story. Pants <laughs> down at every bar, like look. <laughs> oh yeah, twelve teeth marks. I got scars, bro. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so so good. So, so good. I, I want to just sort of go in on um another thing because we talked about jump scares just very briefly. Like, this is kind of one of my favorite scares, kind of that I've ever, I guess, received in life. But like at the time, it was very much not so. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh cool. <laughs> I'm 26. I can understand things. Uh, how 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 it made me feel like emotionally at the time. Like I get that. But like when I saw this, this was like about 11ish years ago, back in 2011. Has anybody heard of the Bongshan uh, Dong Ghost? Has anyone heard of this? Like it was a, uh, like a popular oh, no. like, web series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of these. It was. It was oh. a popular cartoon from a oh, long time ago. Uh, was it the Korean webcomic? Yes. Yeah. 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 Here we oh, go. Yes, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. 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 So oh, you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Cursed. So, cursed comic. Yes. What I'm about to speak about now. Uh, uh, these are some of like the cursed comics of the early 2010s. So basically, it's a short. It's a. It's a <clears throat> It's a short uh, South Korean horror webtoon uh, created by someone called Harang in uh, 2011. And it was part of this collection called like the Vault of Horror, a collection of nightmares. And this uh, Bong Chan Dong ghost is an urban ghost story about like utilizing like, animation to deliver jump scares very well. And it is one of the scariest things that I experienced in my like early sort of like internet life. It's so silly, but at the same time, it, no, it's, like, it's, it felt it's... so real. Like, <laughs> It's really sick. I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing here. I gotta look in. I, I gotta look into this later. But in this picture that you sent, of of the the like Wikipedia entry for it just, like I'm just cracking up because it just says like in a big banner at the top, evil doer, and then yeah. and then below I'm looking at occupation divorcee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's true horror of all. That's serious. It hits it hits people pretty hard. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, so basically it's um the story is this 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 woman is uh, trying to find uh her way home in essence and then like you get you get shown the story of like the shadow uh, this shadow's like stretching out across this uh, street and it's like oh wait who is that it's like a weird walking figure from from across the way like who are they and then like in essence you sort of end up walking closer and closer to this really strange looking figure and I get to see you you know bare description of like okay what are they wearing their clothes their hair like the raggedness of like the, the of the hair the sort of crunched almost like dislocated and broken you know form that their body is in their body's been twisted all of their joints look distended and broken it's absolutely just awful to oh, look at all those legs then, no, thank you no, yep, you. yep. And then, the, and then it pulls in on this big, like, on this, on this tight shot of, like, of, of the face. And then, like, it, it, then the neck, like, turns around with this, like, crunching sound effect. And then all you hear is just like, "Where's my baby?" It's just like, "What the fuck?" Like, this is crazy. Like, when I, when I first watched this, when I first experienced this, I must have been quite literally what 
yeah, probably like 15, 14, 15 years old, and like I'd never really seen too much. I'd seen a few things on the internet that were really quite scary. I'd seen a few, a bunch of other stuff that was like really super messed up and fucked up. But like, there's a bunch of like webtoons around this area that really started to utilize this kind of like really strange but cool like auto scroll capability function, and it was like this really weird sort of like mixture of like audio and visuals and like the, the the computer sort of like you know not doing what it is that you wanted it to do specifically because of scripts that like allow for this allow for the um for the page to kind of fourth auto scroll so for example this jump scare the jump scare that exists in this story it's one that you kind of want to get to a certain point within the actual um within the actual page itself like you can't like avoid it like it's like once you get to like a certain panel like it's almost as if it's very like it's very much like a stop motion kind of a thing like there's a there's this there's this ghost woman and she's in she's at a certain area of the uh, of the screen and she's quite far away but then like the scroll the screen will like scroll down the page falsely it'll like force scroll you and then like because of you know where it is that the woman is in the image it's as if the woman's like coming out of the screen like at you and it plays like a jump scare like sound effect as well and like there's this really sort of like incredibly like eerie and like horrific what uh, the guy shit's going on yeah it's really like eerie and like horrific like way that it makes you feel you know just the idea of like the computer doing something that you didn't tell it to do and it kind of like yeah. punishing you and like scaring you because of that it's awful and cool and i remember it and i couldn't actively like go to sleep for like two nights because of this i remember oh so i was God. like brother if i fall asleep right now this ghost woman could very realistically come out of my computer and just like kill me so i'm just not gonna do it i'm just not gonna sleep it's just not gonna happen it's, so yeah, like yeah. that was peak that, that was peak 14 year old 15 year old me brain because i mean like yeah like i'm not trying to get got you know what i'm saying like this, this type of right. shit, this type of shit was real like yeah yeah it reminds me of the same feeling i got from uh playing resident evil one with the fixed camera where you know you can't really you can't really see what's in front of you depending on the way that the the bitmap shot is shot is so like you know you get to the edge, edge of the screen and then it loads the rest of the screen and it's like oh my god there's actually like scary things in front of me that i normally would have seen if it was from my point of view but because like the game forces you to sort of like not know and then it just sort of like comes up on you like it reminds me of that same kind of uh kind of feeling that i got when i played resident evil one for the first time yeah it really hits different when you experience that kind of stuff like for the first time in those kind of like formative years too because yeah. like honestly like having experienced something like this sort of like at that age where you know you you aren't sure kind of like if things are real or not but also like you kind of you're not you're not emotionally prepared to like you know calm yourself down after like being like scared by a thing that's done something that you don't oh, no, expect yeah. you know it, it subverts your expectations you know like you think okay i can i can scroll down a page and if i see something i don't like i can scroll away like if i if i see something that i don't like i can move my mouse and like click off of the page but like this 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 mm. comic was like nah i'm not gonna let you do that kid and i was yeah, like what you, no yeah. like huh like what and it's like yeah. it just hit different it just when you when so you lose that kind of control like i mean that's that's like a different level of uh of fear uh and it kind of it, it brings a different reality to whatever the the subject matter is because now you don't feel like it's just a comic you feel like the comic is kind of alive because it's making a choice that you didn't want to make like it's doing something exactly. that you didn't want it to do because you're like oh it's a comic it can't scare me i'm turning the pages you know metaphorically speaking yeah. right? like i'm turning the pages right but like when it does something that's not within like your control that's when it becomes almost like a a living thing like where the fear of something can become like uh real um because i mean 
it's slightly different, obviously, but like when I was a kid, I saw Aliens for the first time, and I loved it. I was like, man, this is so cool. And then the movie ended, right? And I'm like seven or eight years old, and I'm like, it doesn't make sense in my head, but now I feel like xenomorphs can just be anywhere like not in space like i felt like they were i felt like they would just roll up on me in my bedroom and i'd be like yeah. yo i don't even know what to do you know like it's like whatever you know and it's that like was, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that was pretty much gonna be my answer to gianni what's your scary thing i my answer does not have a lot to talk about my answer is i watched the exorcist when i was seven and i probably shouldn't have done oh, that no. uh, oh my god so oh my i was god. i actually it wasn't no. even the upside down crab walking on the stairs or anything i mean that oh, was the, the whole thing was horrifying but uh actually weirdly <laughs> enough it left me with a fear of mirrors until like my teens Ooh. uh where oh, i was like wow. so sure that if i looked into a mirror i would like there would be a scary thing in the mirror right uh, yeah, and, and so I, I'm like, my thing is pretty simple. Yeah, don't. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's 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 kind of sick. You get to uh, have a, you get to get some thorough horror if you watch uh, yeah. The Exorcist when you're seven. So um, parents out there, right. definitely, if you want to enrich your kids, get them going on that. <laughs> and, and it prepared me ultimately for for my for my marriage because my my wife does a lot of the same things, you know, with the head turning and stuff. Uh, it's 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 kind of oh, cool. <laughs> Adorable. Wait, how how did that happen? <laughs> like how how did, I don't remember. How did you get plopped down in front of the TV with the Exorcist playing? I, I I don't remember how I how I how I got it in there. Uh, because because typically like my mom was pretty careful about content I watched, but there was there was a lot of like uh you know adult content floating around. I think inevitably I was just gonna get something snuck through, mm. uh, especially with my two older brothers who were you know uh, in, like high school okay. and stuff. So they had a bunch uh, of shit going on. So, like, South Park was always around in the house, and the family was way into The Sopranos, which I wasn't allowed to watch when I was a kid. Uh, but, you know, being an Italian-American family, of course, The Sopranos was like a religion in the home. Um, and, and so uh, there was all kinds of adult content floating around. We were, we were, we were generally, uh, uh, I guess you might say, a, 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 our household, you might have said, was rated M for mature audiences. Uh, so I was, I, I, you know, just seen a little bit more stuff. But uh, you know, it's so, fine. I, tur I turned out, f I turned out fine. I turned out fine. Everybody <laughs> thinks I'm really normal. It's something that everybody says about me. So I, I'd say there's really, you could, you should show your kids The Exorcist, maybe even at five, at six, even. <laughs> we gotta go earlier. We have we're coming from work on four, four years old, three years old. Man. There's, there's, there's really something to be said about the, about the, uh, just the, the feelings elicited from watching something that you're not supposed to too early. Oh, this yeah. didn't happen to me very much because again, like similar to what you've just described there, my parents were also very, very kind of like strict in the, in the content allowances for, for myself and my younger sister. Like we, we, it's not that we, you know, were banned from watching things. It's mostly just the fact that like they were just knew like what was going on, you know. So we'd yeah, be like, can we watch? It's good, this, you know, and be like, nah, to be yeah, in yeah. touch with what the media is and whether or not your child should watch it. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. You, would, you would hope that most parents are in touch with some degree. I, so I wouldn't I, say that, that my mom was like strict, but you know, definitely understood like, oh, this is not for babies. I, yeah. I, 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 I could speak to that, that, that this experience of watching something like when you're real little, that you probably shouldn't. Like, so I, um, the first movie I ever saw in a theater. Uh, it was not a horror movie, but it was the most terrifying uh, cinematic experience I've ever had. Uh, my dad took me to see RoboCop when I was five. Hell yeah! That's, oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh! All right, it, all right, but yeah. that rocks. That's, that's uh, and, oh, no, and that awesome. was the right choice. <laughs> no, no, it was. It was that, we both wanted to see it because I was like, "Oh, yeah. RoboCop! It looks like 
you know, it looks uh, like Q Ranger or something. It, it looks like the yeah. Satsu show. <laughs> I, I, I think that people I grew forget up how little that movie gives any shits about. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. movie is so un- unapologetic. It is incredible. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's crazy. It's still kind of terrifying as an adult. Like the it scene is, yeah. where Murphy dies. It, it's yeah, so classic. Over so the good. Top yeah, yeah. Both the well, theatrical like, yeah. and the director's cut version are pretty gruesome. Even like the robot scene in the, the beginning is like pretty gruesome, and they don't really cut away from anything. Like it's it's, it's not like a oh no, no, death off you screen, everything. you know? Yeah. Yeah, you everything. But you know what? What terrified me as a kid the most—it uh, wasn't just the gore; it was the inevitability of it leading up to it. It was like, yes. oh, this person is screwed, and there's no way they're getting yes. out of this. And yes. then you're gonna like see it follow through. Yeah, it scared the yeah. crap out of me. But I also I think loved you, it. I think you may have unlocked like something that I didn't realize was like something scary oh, memory. with. Uh, Let's go with robocop um because there was a brief point where i actually was scared of ed 209 like uh, like i remember because because I, I remember like the you know when you go back and you like listen to the sound design in that movie and that's like really good some of it is a little goofy but like some of it is actually like pretty strong uh every almost every sound ed 209 makes except for i think there was like a cougar roar and like a baby crying sound when he was in the stairway but like all the other sounds like when it would like its gears would shift and it would like kind of like hunker into position all of those sounds like leading up to like you know it actually talking like i was just like oh nah like i'm actually scared of this thing like this is actually terrifying to me so like just the imposing voice of ed 209 and how it like there is no grave matter yeah like there's no gray matter with a 209 it was just like whatever it believes it's gonna do and i got that like even as a kid where it was just like no that guy's dead even if even though he's running around and like trying to get away from you know like the line of fire from it i was like no this dude's dead like i knew like when i was watching it and it was weird because like that scene didn't have any music but like some of his sounds felt ambient like if you go back and you really listen to how that robot sounds like it's just like it's horrifying (laughs) like like, that thing is literally, like, the embodiment of, like, silent horror. But uh, just now that we're on the topic of, I guess, like, unknown horrors, I actually think Terminator 1 is a horror movie. Oh, dude, it I, totally is. I, like, oh, yeah. like I, don't, yeah. I don't see that as, like, a sci-fi movie. That movie is horrifying. And I, that was the movie that I did see when I was, like, super young. And I actually saw it by accident. Like, I don't think I was supposed to see it, but, like, somebody was watching it. And I saw this scene first where he took he like takes his eye out and when you're like a little kid like visual effects like the spectrum of like what you you digest it's kind of like you just accept it like you don't look and go oh that looks fake you're like dude Arnold Schwarzenegger took his eye out for this movie like as a kid you're just like yo he really took his eye out how much did they pay him to do that you know and then you're like and then, and then, and then you're like wait no that's a Terminator and then you start thinking like it looks like a human I mean, obviously buff Austrian man, but still, like, maybe I had, like, a weird fear of buff Austrian men for a while because I was like, I figured they were all robots. But, like, yeah, like, I looked at Terminator 1 as, like, a horror movie. Uh, Brad Fiedel's, like, you know, soundtrack on it, all of that shit, man. Like, it just all scared me, man. Like, I literally thought, like, if I saw a guy who was buff that had too much of a focused look on his face, I was like, that guy's gonna kill me. 
Uh, but what if what if you were right though? What if one day you were walking down the street and a random buff Austrian dude was like, "It's time to start choke slamming the children." That'd be so sick. It really would be. But, it would, but you would be right to be terrified. I'd be right. Yeah. You know what? It could happen. But uh, no, I've said it to this day. I was like, you know, there has not been a Terminator, at least as far as I know, there has not been like a Terminator simulator based off of the first movie with Brad Fiedel's music in it. Like the chase music. Like if you just had a simulator where you just had to run from the Terminator in the 80s and you were either Kyle or Sarah, like in that particular form, like Sarah before she became like, you know, stronger and everything, like you just had to run away from the Terminator. That would be an incredible game. It'd also be horrifying, yeah. but it would be... But yeah, those movies, yeah, Terminator 1 for sure definitely was a like a secret horror movie for me. And I and I came to that realization like Hello. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you just left. Ooh. Okay. Terminator I, I got him. Just, All right. Well, Terminator, they got him. Oh my god, they got him. They got him. Oh, they got him. They got him. Now I was I was just going to mention something as well kind of like yo. <laughs> I was gonna mention oh, going sorry on. guys. Was sorry guys. Oh, uh, well, like, I, I, I had an encounter with a TA. Oh, he's back. Sorry, I'm back. Oh, he's, he's yeah. In, he's in, he's in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Uh, just had to God. kind of fight for humanity for a second. But uh, it's cool. yeah, this man. This house is fucking with everybody. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T1, T1 by far definitely horror movie on my list that basically uh, set a precedent for like kind of like secret horror. <laughs> Yeah. You know, yeah. re relating that to, to RoboCop, I, I feel like there's something about, like, the rendering men with, like, real-looking, like, or real metal just, like, on them. Because I feel like there's something viscerally about yeah. about that approach, about but, like, in both of them. They are terrifying. It, it feels I, like they kind of feel real and grounded. In, sorry, I'm, yeah. re I'm really hooked on rendering men. Oh man! I was just thinking about this before as well. Like, everyone loves to run away from like a basically like more powerful monster, and like, I was literally just thinking about this before, especially with respect to like Resident Evil games. And of course, you know who better to speak about this than like obviously Lady Dimitrescu, you know, like one of the characters which people have been like absolutely going wild for across many different ways, but also like, you know, this huge, hulking, towering, incredibly powerful like lady who can just like pick you up by your neck and then fucking like just break you. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's so, it's so just wild to think about the fact that this one sort of like general trope is something that we can never get enough of but it never gets tired to me you know like either be it nemesis be it a mr x like listen one of the first times that i ever played resident evil uh, 2 remake like i remember getting stuck in this like one specific area and like the audio for mr x like his footsteps right like what, what when you're in the rpd police area like sometimes when you hear him he's coming and you hear those big steps of doo, 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 yes doo, huge footsteps huge footsteps right so you know when that's coming from like a while away i was in an area where those stairs above me and stairs below me and i was literally talking to my friends whilst i was playing and i was like guys i fucking hate this it's so annoying like every time i'm walking near the stairs he comes out like, it sounds like i can hear him down here but then i walk <laughs> near the stairs where i'm going upstairs and i sound like i can hear him over here and like it sounded like he was in two places at once because like the audio the way it was like attenuating like it sounded as if like he was above me and below me and i was just stuck there for like five minutes because like i'm on low health i'm not trying to die you know what i mean i'm not i've not been to the save 
area recently like what am i gonna do walk out down the stairs and he's just gonna put his hand through my chest like nah -uh. but like that's how it makes you feel and like i just love that so many video games can capture that so well be it you know like that uh, resident evil lady dimitres be it resident evil two remakes uh mr x like all of that shit i just i i, I yearn for like those feelings of being the kind of like oh crap i have to survive i have to escape i have to make do with what i've got and like you know come out on top of this unlikely ass scenario it feels so good yeah i think the other thing about re2 remake that they got really well was that the moment that you started hearing his footsteps like that theme would start playing like his yeah. his ambient theme would play and it was so just it 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 ripped you away from whatever you were focused on because now you're just like, okay, whatever key I was looking for, that just has to wait. Like, I can't, like, I gotta, like, chill for a minute. Like, I can't, like, do anything. Like, he had that kind of overwhelming, like, aura about him as a character. So, yeah. yeah so, I was... so while we're while we're talking about Nemesis, I, I feel the need to talk about the mods <laughs> that have him as, oh, yeah. like, Thomas the Tank Engine. And I don't know, yes. it, you're totally right, though. There's something about the, you know you can't fight, um... Or I guess it's Mr. X or Nemesis, depending on the game, right? But yeah. you know you can't fight them. Like, there's no, no. there's no like, oh, I can, uh, hopefully I'll have a rocket launch or whatever. Like, they did a probably a really good job with the, the I think, the survival horror element of, oh, shit, I just, whatever. And I, and I just remember when those, like, Thomas the Tank Engine uh, <laughs> mods came yes. up where they replaced it. I don't know what it is about it, because it, it is like, I actually played one of them. Like, I installed the mod and everything, because I, I thought it was going to be funny, but it, it is terrifying. It, no. there, because there's something about the, yeah. like the, the tank engine model coming through a door and like obviously it's still following all the rigging so the way that it moves is really yes. unnatural <laughs> yep and and like they also edited in like echoed tank engine sound effects yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh my god so, oh my god the sound design for it is absolutely terrifying you um, know what's it's funny when I look at the face for Thomas the Tank and the images that you you put in here it, it makes me think of like it's like to be honest with you anything can be scary and yeah. it's sort of like uh i don't know if you guys ever remember this chain it was an old restaurant chain called bob's big boy and it has like a uh very jolly like uh mascot but it's like looking at this picture of thomas the tank as the uh, demetresque like i'm just like you know what I could see Bob's big boy being a homicidal murder murderer. I could see that now. Like, in my head, it's just like, you know, like, he's got, like, a big kitchen knife, and he's got that same jolly look on his face. Like, it, like, it just really depends oh, on yeah. how you, uh, you know, frame things. And I think that's also something unique about, uh, like, horror, is that, like, something that could be normal and contemporary or, like, just a normal part of your, your daily life, and all of a sudden it can become uh like horrific uh i mean because there's like an un untitled goose mod for uh re2 remake where they put <laughs> the goose as and yeah okay it's it's funny in quotation marks right because they have the untitled goose music in there but it's still the the, the honking goose. again makes yeah. it <laughs> makes it actually terrifying yeah and I've been attacked by geese, so like that hits. Like, I was just special... gonna say everyone's been attacked by geese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was waiting yeah, for like, like who's gonna say it first. Like, okay, I, I've been attacked. Like... Oh, dude, me too. Oh my god, I'm so glad we said that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. So like that hit that hits home. Like just the idea of like, oh no, I got to deal with a goose in Resident Evil. No, 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 no. That's that's too much. But of course, you know, that's the allure, right? Like to 
because that's the thing like you think oh well if it's scary like why do you play things but there's like a certain experience that people have with like uh adrenaline that'll make you it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, a little bit of the theme out the theme on like ghostbusters where you know where where they have the um the stay fuck marshmallow man where he's like they're like what did you do yeah. and he's like i thought of something that could never hurt me and then it turns out being you know extra terrifying because it's like yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be something that that isn't that isn't harmful or isn't threatening at all i mean this is also why babies are so scary in horror horror because like you know, normally when you hear a baby, you're like, oh, it's life and a new beginning and it's cute or whatever. But, like, you put it with the right ambient music and the right tone and all of a sudden it's horrifying. Like, it, anything can be scary. I mean, I'm alluding to my experiences with Resident Evil Village, obviously, because uh, it, it made me rediscover my tryptophobia. So, <laughs> like, I, uh, I, don't, I don't do well with... Uh, I don't do well with that that baby that that shit fucking terrifies me but uh hmm. yeah like like anything it's just really about how uh you frame things like you can make anything seem scary i was just gonna say i'm gonna put this in the chat here you all remember this bad boy like the, the little the baby from like the from pt like that was in the oh, yeah. PT. like i'm telling you like there's just so there's so yeah. many good utilizations of babies in horror, but that's got to be another one of like my favorites. It's just like it's not even it, also word for it. It's not even just the fact that like it's like messed up looking, but it's just like the idea like of a baby in that scenario like at all, just like in any. Yeah, kind you of, don't like, even have to sense. see it. Like you just yeah, you just like, hear it. You know, you hear it. Like for for me, I I I love babies, so I was like, I I gotta save that baby. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. Like, it needs help. Yeah. They're like puppies. <laughs> so we're gonna get you out of there. We're gonna bring you out yeah. of there. We we'll get oh. you a makeover and everything, man. You'll be all right. Like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're gonna take you to school. You know, give you like a pack of lunch. Like, sorry, we're gonna get you out of there. It's fine. It's yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my but God. I think there... I think in terms oh. of stuff that scares me, though, like scares me scares me it definitely weirdly enough i'm talking about like how like things that are uncommon i mean that are common that can be scary like i still remember to this day uh the the jump scare that really got me in resident evil 4 and it was the uh it was toward the end of the game too because the, the majority of the game didn't scare me it kind of unsettled me when i heard like the ganado speaking spanish and like the withered trees and it, you know but i think it got me more in the mood so i just kind of like played through the game and i was fine but as you get toward the end there was this refrigerator and this monster just jumps out oh, of the yeah, refrigerator yeah. on fire and i remember like it hitting me so hard that like it scared me but then i was immediately upset like why did you do this game like I wasn't even scared. I was just mad. Like I was just like, like you motherfucker. Like, like god damn it. Like, like that made my heart jump. You know what I mean? Like, but I wasn't. It was it was scary in a split second. But then I was pissed. Like I was like, how dare you do this to me? I didn't go through half of this game, and now you want to do this? Like, come on, man. But yeah, like that. That was that was definitely a moment that like even to this day I still uh, I rank it even higher than. Uh, how Evil Within made me feel, but that game messed me up though, for real. Because you were, that game made me feel like I was like jumping at shadows. Because you were attacking things that weren't really there, 
And the way that they portray that, it makes you feel like you're going crazy because it puts you really in the shoes of the main character. Uh, so like that was some well-designed horror. You you talking about you talking about one or two? Uh, one. We two found even... everybody. We found we found the thirteenth evil within one enjoyer. He's right here. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> break break <glass> images, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I am no, but... so embarrassed to say true, I have though. not played Evil Within either game. You should. Uh, there's, there's too you many should. good games. In my opinion, it's never embarrassing to be like I have not done X. I I I give up. There's there's like legendary shit from like 20 years before any of us were even fucking boy. It's impossible. It's so it's true. the hell you want. Nothing. It's never embarrassing to have missed something. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is true. Yeah. This is true. I mean, it's like I, I mean, hey, myself. Uh, I, I do consider myself a fan of uh, Mikami, so I feel like I should have played it. Um, Fair. Yeah, whatever. But, but just you, I'm a you fan of retro or... FPS. I'm not going through fucking Hexen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> well, now I feel better about it. Watch the Sims yeah. video. Call it a day. Yeah. You know what else made you know you know what else is like actually scary, but like it doesn't. I don't know. I don't want to say the game doesn't try to be scary. I think that the subject matter is just portrayed really well. Is the arcade version of Splatterhouse? Oh, oh my yeah, god, yeah, classic. Fucking love that shit. Oh. We talked about it before. Yeah. yeah, like that game. Oh. Uh, that game. Oh. That game almost takes you out of the loud, bustling arcade that you're in, and it actually becomes scary to you, which is hard because, like, you know, you're in an arcade. It's like middle of the day. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's bright. Well, not bright, but like you know, arcades aren't. Well, let me let me rephrase. Depending on what era you're in, arcades are not scary. So uh, it's kind of like it depends. It depends <laughs> on where you are. It depends on where you are. It depends on what arcade. But like yeah. uh, you know, because there's definitely moments. I've heard uh, from fighting game players, at least uh, an arcade can, can be, be the scariest place in the be, world. It can be really but I know scary. What you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like normally, you know, like. Uh, I mean, you bring up a good point, though, because I can tell both sides of that story. Because when if, I played Splatterhouse... If, if I perfect I, this guy one more time, he's going to stab me. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! I have oh, been there. Thanks. I have been there. I, I, I got a quote. I got a quote that I think sums up the uh, arcade experience at the height of it. In, in the fighting game, you know, the height of the is golden it a, age. Of is it a haiku game. about peanut butter in the coin slot? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Okay. There's a quote from Robert E. Howard, uh, author of uh, Conan, Conan the Barbarian. He said, civilized men are more discordious than savages because they know they can be impolite without having their skulls split. That's a general yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So Ooh. arcades were only scary if you were a jerk. <laughs> like <laughs> there, there, there was a, you know. It's it wasn't like it's not like playing online where you can just like shit talk freely. It's like you, you kind of had to like gauge like the other person's tolerance bit. for that, right? Like yeah, yeah. There were definitely moments where like you read the room and you go, okay, maybe I won't do this combo that I practiced on this guy, <laughs> or maybe uh, you know, maybe I, I'll let this guy I, win around. No, 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 no. Or, I just love I, that like. 
the peak of horror is just like there's a guy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I, it also reminds me of uh, actually Zeta Jacob Geller again because uh, I, I was watching his charity stream the other day and, and somebody had donated uh, and asked him what he was scared of uh, because he does all of these fear of videos where he describes uh, uh, very poetically uh, all of these phobias and everything. And uh, he said it's it's really not that exciting. It's kind of basic, but that's kind of what makes it so scary is because it's so tangible. Is is the fear of looking outside and seeing just a guy standing there and like yes, oh my god, yeah, and like oh, no. it's it's yeah. some it can happen anytime. It's it's so yeah. like mundane, but at the same time, because of how tangible it is, it's like it's it's like yeah, that that is that is a scary thing. That is a good fear. Yeah. I mean, like, that is guy true. outside is just, it's one of the, it is one of the scariest things because it, it removes the familiarity of, like, you know, this place which we consider to be safest, like, you know, our homes. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's, it's true. Just, like, it's, it's just a person who's so... uh, a, a foreign, like, entity in this really spooky, scary, creepy way, just being like, oh, hey, I, I, I might just, like, come inside. Like, now it's that like I'm inside your walls, like, me, I'm just, right. like, yeah, on, yeah, on exactly, 100. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. This is true. That, that, so that I have to, I have it. to, I have to admit something real quick though. So, um, yeah. you know how like there are a lot of creatures and spirits and things that like, from a like a, a lore or superstition perspective, they cannot come into your home unless they are invited or unless the yeah. doors are unlocked. This is legitimately a reason that me and Rachel make sure that all of our doors are are locked and everything like that is because some spirits. Um, must be invited in, so like obviously they can't come in. But there are also types of spirits that see unlocked doors as being invited in. So we're like, yeah. well, just Ooh. in case, just in case, we're gonna make sure that we are not inadvertently inviting in anybody. Th those spirits nah, are called burglars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, this is like actually probably a real thing to describe. There was also apparently a serial killer. I forget where. Where oh my God. he would go around checking for Oof. unlocked doors, and he saw that as an invitation to come in. Oh, so, geez. like, legitimately, um, you can stop vampires, um, as well as um, actual actual burglars. And also, um, fun fact: um, there was, you know, um, one of the most well-known serial killers ever worked for ADT, which is a current mm -hmm. real security yeah. company. So I don't know how their oh, brand that's, ever that's recovered the horror from right that there. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I so I I worked uh, actually in in security for a few years, uh, and not not like oh, an wow. ADT type security, but like an on-site physical security, as in uh, yeah, the big sign on the back on my back that says "Tackle me first. Uh, but oh, anyway, yeah. uh, so I did that. But, but like stuff like that, like lock locking doors and everything, like it totally like a lot of people are like locks are for honest people, but honestly, it's always just like just not even against spirits, but it probably works in spirits too. It's just like adding just like another step that makes you a slightly less appealing target. So it's like, okay, yeah. the the doors are locked there. Eh, I'll go try one that doesn't have that problem. Or like you have a big dog. It's like, they're not like, oh, the big dog will kill me. But it's like, eh, what if I go to a place that doesn't have that problem? Uh, so, you know, it just makes yourself uh, a, less, a less ideal target. And I imagine it might work on spirits too. Absolutely. Top tip from Gianni. Fun fact: lock your doors, people. Like, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, unless you know, I, unless you want to to party with the spirits. I mean, sometimes I'm in a silly mood, a little slutty. Yeah. A I, little I bit. mean, like I said, it's totally practical, but also, um, yeah. I even like so we have like a 
we have like a garage door that has two doors that lock and an internal door. I also lock that internal door. So I also lock second layer doors just in case because I want to make sure that the spirits know uh, yeah, yeah. they are not welcome. Um, I mean, like, we don't mind a little bit of tomfoolery, like, you know, like, supernatural tomfoolery, like, as a treat, like, every now and again. But, like, we don't want that on a regular basis, basically. Yeah, that's not, that's not what you want. I just don't want uninvited, you know, poor. I want invited poor, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You you want to know what you're bringing into your house. You, you don't want to... I'm open-minded if they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, also I, I think there's actually <laughs> quite a few spirits that specifically use that tactic. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's Morrigan, that like, you know? Yeah, yeah, Morgan also, yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, like, the amount of people who are straight up... The amount of people who are just straight up just like, listen, Lady Dimitrescu can, like, kill me. That's I fine. was actually like, I'm really I'm surprised that we yeah. got out of the Lady Dimitrescu conversation without talking about the... <laughs> you know, the... Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. 100%. Like, it's, it's actually kind of wild just thinking about the fact that, like, that was a thing which I'm not even sure if they actively knew that they were playing into. I think that they must have. But, I mean, like... Oh, they, yeah, they like, learned quickly, uh, for sure. They learned oh, very quickly. Yeah. No, no. That I, was I, very deliberate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could I could imagine so, but just like what a what a standout, what a breakout for a new character, huh? Just like just Im immediately like in trailer, like they exist and then just like a million pieces of fan art like within the next five minutes. Just like I've never yeah. seen it like just spread like wildfire like that recently. Just it's been crazy. But crazy you know what? I'm I'm gonna say it and nobody's gonna like hearing this right now, but I think in time they'll understand that uh they, they hated Jesus because he was telling them the truth. Uh, in that I think we are going to hit a dummy mommy saturation point where a lot of people saw Dimitrescu and are like really just like throwing it in because they're looking to get that, that dummy mommy yeah. uh, like engagement. Uh, and I think we are going to be hitting a point where where you're, where it's going to start to feel a little disingenuous. Now that being uh, said, yeah, that's still kind that's of true. a net win because that's still more milfs on the table, and I think we're all down for that. But <laughs> I, I, I we true. are gonna it's it's no no well is infinite, right? Uh, so we're gonna have yeah. to, we're gonna have to see yeah. where that goes and tread carefully. But yes, we will always have the good times that we had with with Lady Dimitrescu, undoubtedly. This is 100%. this is very true. I mean, it's uh, interesting how. Uh, the Hachi Shakusama thing with a little bit of spice added did so much, you know? Like, it's so... That's the, uh, the slit mouth woman, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting that, like, the combination of those things just sort of turned into this, oh my god, I'm buying this game just for this woman. Because I bought Resident Evil Village because of that. Like I literally was just like I'm not I'm not gonna play this FPS I like Yo. third person and they <laughs> showed why I I'm in based <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is why yeah. I believe it was totally intentional right like yeah, all the yeah. trail like I mean she's like what a fourth of the game and yeah, all the trailers yeah. were like check out Lady D <laughs> here she is here she is yeah and it was just like nah it's time to buy the game I remember seeing I, the trailer. I'm... I feel there were a couple of factors that led to her heavy presence because, like, she is a smaller part of the game, but also it's like kind of like a bit of an earlier bit, so it's like safer to use True. for like promotion yep. stuff. And like, also like her whole like part of the game kind of like encapsulates a lot of the game's vibe. So I could see like there's definitely I feel like that's a well balanced example where I, you're right they knew, but I think it was like a. It, it all worked for the best like they knew but also it was like a good choice for other creative merits as well other than the you know the yeah, of course 
This is true. This is true. Yeah, those are those are specific like wave of like cosplays and like art at the time as well. Just like it, it's like when you watch like a tidal wave just like across the internet, like you see like the small ripple and it's like holy shit. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no, it's happening. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, just like it's yeah. crashing down. It's like so many posts all at once. Like your whole timeline is one thing. It's like wow. Yeah, it really is like a, it's a very uh, a powerful like online cultural moment, so to speak. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it gets to be pretty crazy. It really does. Even so, speaking about that, actually, kind of moving into like a different area a little bit. Um, there have been quite a few really interesting anime that have come out over the past few years. Like one of them that I'm about to speak about now came out three years ago in 2019. Um, this is uh, the Promised Neverland. Has anyone heard of or seen this? Nope. Oh, uh, that's the. Is that the Shonen Jump one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so basically. The, uh, the... Yeah. Oh, good. Oh no no. no uh, hold on. You, you you can go in in on it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I, I just read it. I think I read a couple, uh, couple chapters of the comic, if I'm remembering it correctly. It's about the kids, right, that grow yes. up in, like, this weird facility. You, you, you can take over. Sure, I got you. So, I've in essence... I've shit in my life. I, I, I oh, cool, cool. I, 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 this is totally new to me. I'm, like, you should I'm looking at it, and I'm, like, Made in Abyss 2? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, 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 has, it has some really, like, interesting and like a uh, harrowing like vibes despite sort of like positing itself at the start as a very kind of non uh creepy kind of cutesy like show at the very very start but in essence yeah so it's the year 2045 and there are oh, there's a, a a thousand year like agreement between um these people called like the promise that which kind of like ended like a long war between like humans and demons that's what it was like called and it was a, it was an agreement in which like each uh sort of sect uh, human and demon would live in their own separate worlds and the human world was uh, sort of like free from the threat of demons and the demon world was basically a place where like humans in essence were like uh kind of bred in like farms to like keep up like a, a food supply for the demons and basically this show explores like the idea of like that being run through its like run through to its like final kind of like extent like what is it like to sort of like grow up in essence in a world where like you don't exist as like a person whereas you're also just like potential food basically and it's like really really intriguing having a look at like the ways in which this show sort of like touched upon the ideas of like growth and like family and even just for example like fear not necessarily in the sort of like physical aspect obviously you know you would think oh demons want to eat you that's horrifying that's going to be your main concern the entirety of the time and like it is but not in the way that you think like in essence these characters especially like these young characters there's three of them there are these are uh, three main characters i believe their uh, names are i think it was um yeah emma ray and norman that was it yeah um yeah, so these, there are these three main characters and they in essence have to kind of like think their way out of like certain different like uh, almost like puzzles puzzle like situations but like one of the, the main thing is that they can't let people know that they're trying to like escape from this compound that they're in and like it's this whole it's this whole like i, I, I watched the shawshank redemption for the first time this year like i'd never seen that movie before and like my girlfriend showed it to me and she was like we have to watch this classic film you need to watch this classic film can't believe you've not seen this classic film so we've been watching a bunch of them and like this fit this this show reminds me of how part of that film made me feel with respect to like the idea of like hatching a plan to escape a dangerous situation and i think that you i think that if you enjoy 
the idea of like breaking out of a place that's like a cage or the idea of you know escaping a dangerous situation as most people like genuinely would be you should definitely check this show out because i mean like it has some really really great symbolism with respect to the ideas of like not just death in and of itself but like death by death through humans like as a meal or death through humans like as a as a means to to an end in terms of like the the sustenance of, of another being like it, it's just really really cool and i think that yeah more people um I, I think that they had it like a second anime season and some people didn't like that very much but like i think that people should just just watch like the first season of this show and like honestly go in there with like your mind open and just like be prepared to have a great time because like the ways that this makes you feel so tense and so just full of like this real anxiety and worry for these characters especially with regard to their you know situation it's it's it really is quite something and it, it makes me feel a little bit of like what it is that we were just discussing earlier with respect to that kind of like that that inner dread and turmoil it, it's really quite cool yeah the promised neverland check it out people it's good yeah, um, I, I haven't seen the anime, but I, I read the uh, comic a bit. It's, it's yes. on the Shonen Jump app. Yeah, very much for it. It is. Yeah, yeah it's beautiful it's as well, like, beautifully drawn. Yeah, uh, that one, you know, like th- th- that one also has like that element of taking something familiar and making it sinister, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's about school, right? It's about yes, how exactly. you know kids all over the world, right? If you're on the academic track, you judge so much like a hundred percent just on your, your you know how well you do at school right yep and, uh, yeah so uh, it's just, yeah, it, yeah it's, it's, it's a good point yeah, the, the kids in the story they take like these exams, and in essence, like they they end up utilizing the the things that they learn and the skills which they've been able to foster via those exams to sort of like, help them escape. And it's just like a it's a really wild ride. But like, yeah, school is like a massive part of the of the story. Yeah, it's a really important bit. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think there, there's there's a lot of um, a, a very relatable <laughs> metaphorical value about how the school just like feeds you to the you know to this uh, cruel system. Right. And yeah. It's like, how, how do you escape from it? Right? Of course. Yeah. That's a really good. That's a really good point. That's a really really good point. Yeah. Ugh. I'm just thinking of all of these like really chilly, like creepy things now. We're just like I've not thought about the Promised Neverland in a little bit. But just like I knew I wanted to mention it. Like it's just. Oh man. Just like that other ghost story too. Like think about RoboCop. Like. God, it's, it's, it's real cold in here, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, uh. Mm. It's <laughs> a little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that that's kind of interesting, though, that, like, cold is, like, uh, it's, like, correlated to, like, eerie, scary like things just the temperature of a room in some cases like it's almost like being somewhere cold means you're in somewhere that's like soulless or something it's, it's kind of yeah hard to imagine yourself being like warm in like miami and having like a ghost show up and i don't know you, <laughs> yeah yeah the thing about it, it doesn't really work like it's, it's yeah. hard for me to imagine be, being like oh it's so warm in here i'm so scared like <laughs> yeah it doesn't work well, I mean, even in tropical climates, which are famously haunted, right? Talk to anyone from Thailand or Mexico. Yeah. Like, uh, they, there's talks about how the temperature drops when you when you have those, uh, you know, supernatural experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
like even for example like going oh sorry sorry but just go go in the cheesy kind of route on it like one of the coolest visualizations of that that i've seen was in back in like harry potter prisoner of azkaban like when the dementors are coming through and then everything kind of like freezes and like frost goes on the windows and stuff like i love stuff like that it looks really it looks really cool just like showing that like yeah as you mentioned the the temperature of the temperature like it indicates that something really messed up is about to happen yeah yeah, I just thinking about that, man, like being in like a warm tropical climate and then all of a sudden it getting cold. Yeah, that definitely feels like that would be a shift where you're like, okay, wait a minute, something's wrong. Like that is not normal. Yeah, like that's one of the coolest things as well. Like just I want to talk about real quickly the idea of like the subversion of like expectation with respect to how it is that we deal with norms in horror, for example, even like, you know, like nope being like to have it having just come out now like instead of the um well it might be like spoilery a little bit for people who haven't seen it but like i'll say this like just the way that like the the way that the monster the way that the thing that the, the fearful thing of that film is like portrayed it, it's so different than what it is that you think that it's going to be like, it, it doesn't work in a way that has typically been seen before right. like, it kind of almost does but there are bits of it and there are bits of it that you do recognize but yeah just like the ability to sort of like turn something that's so classic kind of like on its head but still make it scary in a whole brand new way like even for example another thing with respect to you know the, the daylight horror of say like a midsummer you know like the idea that like these, these fucked up things can happen like in the middle of the day like a, a fair a, like a nice you know sunny sunny yeah. sky in like sweden or wherever you know what i mean it's like it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like okay like no matter where it is like the horror is what's being like done to you in this area it's not just the fact that like oh this place is like nighttime creepy you know i, I we, yeah, we yeah. say this in like a yeah. in a pitch black you know uh house at nighttime but you know what it is yeah call that, me that reminds... basic oh yeah no you go ahead okay <laughs> uh, i was just gonna say uh call me a basic bitch but uh i genuinely i i, I went through it was it was it was like i don't know maybe six years ago or something I went through all of the um, Marble Hornets videos uh, yeah. that, that they had done, uh, and that was the you know the Slenderman YouTube stuff. Um, and I genuinely, I was like that that shit like was. I mean, it wasn't like obviously it's not the scariest shit you've ever seen in your life, but that was something that did leave me uh, unsettled and paranoid at 3 a.m. Like, uh, so so something funny about me is I don't uh, actually engage with a lot of horror media. Uh, because, and I think it might tie into maybe why I'm good with voiceover is my, I'm able to mentally put myself in a situation, uh, and, and really believe I am there. And, and also, uh, this combines really poorly with the fact that I'm inherently a very paranoid person. Uh, so Mm. when I consume horror media, uh, what happens is I'm generally fine when I'm like watching it or playing it or whatever. But then for like the next couple of weeks, it'll be like 3 a.m. And I'm like absolutely sure that something is in the house, like totally one million percent certain. Uh, And that was definitely an effect that I got from Marble Hornets, which showed me exactly what you're talking about, uh, which was that was like they they were not anywhere, especially like crazy. They were just like random middle of the forest, whatever, you know, Uh, it'll it'll be daytime. It'll look like a park I've got out back. 
But what I learned with Marble Hornets was horror can be a camera angle. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Like the right camera angle where it's it's framed in just the right way where anything could could be over there is like that can get can get your ass. Or at least it can for me. No, hundred percent. hundred percent. It it doesn't take much to make something like stick in your mind, and like yeah. it's that it's that one it's that one scene, it's that one angle, it's that one moment. There was a Doctor Who there was a Doctor Who who a uh, preview of an episode where like they had um pictures like moving. Basically, this girl she gets the ability to kind of like create drawings that can like move on their own, and like there was there's an image in there. It was like horrifying. I was like nine or eight. Oh my god! And like, the most horrifying yeah. fate of all. She became an animator. I, I, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. It's got very realistic ties to things which we're all very familiar with in real life animation. But uh, yeah, it's like uh, it's just the the idea of something doing something like that in such a way that's so you know, hey, that's not supposed to happen. Like if I draw now, all all of my drawings that I did as a kid now, are they so are, are they like just are they just cursed now? Do you know what I mean? Are they are they gonna come alive and like eat me? I don't know. But like do you know what I mean? It's just like that that's what the thing is. It, it changes your perception of something that you previously considered to be not only just familiar but like just friendly and kind of just like a safe area to you. And the the idea of turning that into a hostile into a hostile place is just like some of the marks right. of some of the greatest areas of horror. It's why people weren't afraid of it's why people were afraid of the water after they watched Jaws, you know. It's why people get afraid of going in lifts. You know what I mean? It's like it, there there are the things that you know they change how you view a part of your life and how it is that you view things in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why a uh, different kind of horror. Uh, I'll just I'll just finish up real quick so you can actually say what you're gonna say there. Um, was different kind of horror. Uh, the Truman Show was a fucking oh, yeah. disaster for paranoid people like me. That that <laughs> yeah. should that movie should not have been allowed to exist. That <laughs> is like a threat to public safety with with how uh, how much it makes like that seem like it's like yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Um, yeah, but sorry. What, I watched it gonna... first time this year too. It was a mad movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. I, that's I one still of those films it. that's more messed up the more you think about it. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. percent. So a true. company bought a baby. Like they they bought him, and they they, yeah. they owned his. They owned him like like an IP. And well, like well, this yeah. guy was like, we're gonna we're gonna raise well, him, and he's our intellectual property child. Like what the fuck? Like well, well part of what I, what I mean is also like uh, when he's like getting to the point where he wants to leave, and they start like pulling out all the stops, like right, bringing yeah. back his dead father. I was like, god damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, yeah that was no, or like wild. creating a phobia of water and rain because it like because right. they killed his father. Like that's what I mean. I was like, wow, that that's like. That movie is yeah. so fucked because it it gives if you're a paranoid person it gives you a life of uh, that that bus didn't show up is am I being puppeteered <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. it makes anything possible well it's also oh, to yeah. your point it's shockingly plausible <laughs> which is right worse. yeah like it's not yeah. like um like we watch like a, a, a I don't know movie like a Jurassic Park or whatever there's an element of fantasy where you're like oh. Parts of this are terrifying, but whatever. But like the Truman Show is a little too plausible. Um, <laughs> That's a, there's an actual um, article that I just saw, saw now, and it says, uh, yeah, there's like there, there are people who are kind of like suffering of like a Truman Show like syndrome where like people kind of imagine like they're living in a world where everyone's like watching them but at the same time it's like it does play upon like you know very realistic 
things and paranoias and like different areas of like you know these feelings that people you know have that which are very much real feelings to them like it's not as if you know this is like a new type of a phenomena in and of itself it's like the idea of feeling watched is like an age-old thing it's why we've right. developed you know the ways in which we have it's why you know even very specifically some animals do that. that's why animals watch over animals whilst they're eating food you know it's like what it's why even for example when there's like a door ajar and you see it we have peripheral vision because like we're evolutionary prepared for something to come at us through that door you know it's like it's why it is that we're um wired in so many ways that we are so i think when we see things like this and like the idea of being watched and seen is like positive back towards us it always will hit home because like there's no there's no one in the world who's never woken up in the morning and seen a, a fucky looking shadow and been like what the fuck you know like it's right. just not it's just not true it's just it's inherent in all of us yeah yeah it's a uh, pretty, pretty weird and scary about doors is that like you also use them as mental markers so like mm -hmm. literally in terms of how your memory summarizes things when something is in another room separated by a door it may as well not exist to some degree um so uh, it's actually um a lot of technique in design of certain buildings and stuff like that where they purposely put doors there as like a mental breakpoint right um yeah. and so when a when a door is not closed like it's just like a jar or open. Uh, it also messes with the way that your mind processes like summary summarization markers. Uh, and that's part of why it also like, you know, you can't real like most people prefer to have it either all the way open or all the way closed. Um, mm. it's, it's real, it can get real deep into your psyche that way. Well, that of is course. a good point. Cause when you, when a door is closed, I mean, you, you sort of, whatever's in the contents of that room like you just sort of they're like a non-issue for you because you're looking at what you're able to see like whether it's a hallway or or the room that you're actually in but when the door is ajar it does create like a certain level of like now there's something being introduced but i don't know what it is you know no, like of course in you summary know, every open concept office should be burned to the ground <laughs> shit where it's like we don't do walls here and we all just oh. really have really uncomfortable like eye contact all day like oh my god what the Wait, fuck we work in a liminal space like, yeah welcome. that's <laughs> awesome great yeah now nah, i feel you on that it's actually kind of interesting as well i learned a while ago um okay so one of the reasons why I went to the university that I did to study game design was because of a level designer by the name of Peter Field, and like he worked on The Last of Us. Like I played The Last of Us a bajillion times when I was a kid, and like that, funnily enough, was one of the first like kind of like oh 18 plus games that I was allowed to ever get. Like I won a Taekwondo Open, my parents bought it for me, and they were like, "Hey, we think you're mature enough now, so here you go." I was only like one year younger than 18 or 17, but anyway, like I got that game and I like, studied the hell out of it. I had a really good time playing it. One of my favorite things about it was. The the fact that like the doors and like the way in which they opened they dictated how it is that you felt when you were walking into the next scene in the next room and i asked mm. pete fields about this when he came to my university to to um give a talk about level design he he's a, an alumni of the same uni as i am and like he came back to give yeah, a nice. talk and i was like 
brother, this is why I'm here. This, I came here to do this because of what you did. So, like, we ended up having a good conversation about that stuff. But doors in and of themselves, like, they are so, so important with respect to how it is that your first impression of an area, your first, you know, scanning ability with respect to the challenges that you've got to face, the enemies in which you'll see, the general goals and, you know, the feelings which you'll which you'll experience and the, the feelings which you'll want to be expressing as well. Like, just the way in which like, the door literally opens, if it's opening inwards, if it's opening outwards, if there's a sliding door, if there's no door, if there's a door that breaks and falls, if there's a door that opens backwards and falls on you, like, it, it, it prepares you and puts you in so many different states. It's incredible. It's incredible. Doors are quite literally you know you, you would you would think oh it's it's just a door like doors are incredibly integral parts of like game design and development with respect to how it is that you want a player to feel and how it is that you want for them to experience the area in which you're designing especially with respect to level design massively important yeah that's awesome yeah yeah Girl, shower doors man uh, <laughs> it's not directly doors. doors but I, I don't know why a lot of this like reminding me of a. Uh, so there's there's a part in um, Last of Us Part Two, way later in the mm -hmm. game, where um, uh, you basically have to go into uh, the bottom part of a hospital, and they tell you about how the part of the hospital you're going into has been basically sealed since the the, the basically the pandemic started. So you're you're having to explore basically um, an area where it you know it, again mysteriously it hasn't been accessed so i think at this point it's like 20 years or something 20 20 25 years since the infection started um and of course it's like the bottom of a hospital so it's a hospital but uh the reason it made me think of it is for the most part without giving y'all spoilers for the most part the section doesn't have a lot of enemies actually but i remember the first time i played it i was like creeping around and there's a lot of cases like y'all know what hospital doors look like right there's a yeah. lot of cases yes. where you have to like open those doors and they're very loud there's a whole part where like uh one of them is from like a surgery area and you have to start a loud as shit generator um oh my god that makes a generator sound in order to then open the powered doors and it's a really good job of like there's a lot of different rooms that like exam rooms and whatever and, and if y'all have seen like the general idea in the, the game right is that the infection comes from a fungus so the longer you're infected yes. the the more you know it grows on you and like I, that was part of, like i don't know i wasn't scared but like the the tension uh, of that like like i said i was just crouching the whole time and slowly and i was like you're mostly just gathering materials but i just remember the whole idea of like uh this it you're you're i'm a, kind of experiencing a terrifying area locked off in time and it's not easy to navigate around like there's a lot of like making you move stuff out of the way so you can pull doors open like i said pulling a generator like there's a lot of stuff where you have to make noise and that part's more terrifying than actually having to deal with any zombies that are there i actually don't even remember like you eventually fight a, a terrifying boss fight later on um but like when we were talking about doors, I was, was kind of remembering. I was like, they really used doors to great effect there, because it wasn't just yep. the fact that they were there. You had to open them, and you had to do it in ways that were like very dangerous in theory. Um, and they basically they used a lot of restraint. Like they could have had like a jump scare or all like some you know when you made noise, like zombies came running or whatever. Especially because the the zombies in the the main like infected in last of us mm -hmm. uh, the more terrifying ones are, are 
sound based because they're blind they're echolocation so that made it even more terrifying so i don't know i, I thought that was a really good use of um like the doors but also tension kind of like what we were talking about where, yeah um it was more about what was potentially going to happen and I, I actually remember being kind of like what um james was saying i was actually a little bit mad at the game when i got to the section and i was like what the f there was nothing in that section like other than supplies and lore and like i was just terrified the whole time for no reason um yeah of course then you run into a boss fight and then you know you're horribly unprepared yep. for that but <laughs> of course yeah anyway I love that so much. It's like you can literally like you you can you can fake scare somebody as a game designer, and like they have no real reason to be scared other than like some of the stimuli that won't actively hurt them. It's just amazing. It's like it's just smoke and mirrors. It's it's being lost in a in a hall of mirrors as a kid, you know, like the 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 circus funhouse mirrors that you walk into, and then you're all weird looking. Yeah, like, yeah, a hundred percent. It's just it's a it's it's amazing. I think that it's really it's really really cool. Yeah, being able to make people feel those types of things, uh, whether it's with a game or with a movie, I mean, it it, it says a lot about like, uh, like I guess like a bit of a unified perception of how we view things and being able to create that, uh, you know, in in a form of entertainment. I think it, it it it's a skill that like, I mean, I don't think that it's underrated or anything, but it's definitely something where if you really sit down and think about like what goes into it and like sometimes maybe it is from personal experience like uh it's just really interesting um you know even for people who don't really play a lot of horror games and stuff like you know if you just take the time to you know play one that you feel like you can digest and not freak out about too much like you can learn a lot about like the importance of like design and like how to create uh those experiences so yeah like i i'm definitely somebody who doesn't play a lot of like horror games but the the few that i've played definitely have had like a profound impact on me uh you know maybe every now and then i still get afraid of a flaming person bursting out of my refrigerator even though it makes absolutely no sense like speaking of flames and bursting out of things i just want to share like a real like, we're going real life story we're going world exclusive right now world premiere that's what we're doing right now. so basically right. like uh, many years ago i was lucky enough to go to france for like a trip with my high school and in essence we went to this like really kind of nice like chateau and we spent like about like a week there just like going around doing you know a few things cultural things seeing the sites for different places drawing stuff like playing around and like play places or whatever i was like 11 but like it was really fun but we went to one church i forget the name i asked thomas about this like a while ago i'm not sure exactly what the name of this church was but we went to this church and they had like we a really strange um like sort of a, a display like a large display case up by the altar so like and it had like a big like sign next to it and there was like there were there were clergymen and like pastors there and stuff like that talking and i asked one of them what the sign was for and then he explained to me in this like really thick french accent which i will not do because thomas isn't here and i would want to be i would want him to do it but uh yeah he basically um he was saying that like there was a there was a crucifix that got brought into this church like years and years and years ago hundreds of years ago and like it burst into flames just just randomly just spontaneously combusted Whoa. so they so so they explained but they had like sort of like 
fragment of it left that they were displaying and it was supposed to be like some kind of like sacred like act of god so this man explained to me very seriously whilst i'm looking at him all wide-eyed because i'm 11 and i think that all that stuff is like really quite wild to me because hey no it's not every day that like this guy's like hey do you want to do you want to see this like hundreds of years old piece of like possible you know like wildness that you've never experienced it's like okay sure all right so the bait the guy like opened up the case and he was like we let people do this sometimes would you like to touch this and i was like uh sure okay um, i was like it seems like an all right idea so i touched it and then like all of my friends all my friends around me at the time were like are you sure that was a good idea and i was like i mean yeah i guess so i mean like i did it so i mean sure it's, it's nothing nothing, <laughs> no, nothing bad about that now on the way home we're walking back to our chateau like we literally find like one like a dead bird and then in our path like directly and it's like okay that was kind of weird we don't normally see you know just dead birds out and about it's just, it was really gruesome looking just dead bird imagine dead bird in your mind really super bad yeah so we walked over that which was like okay this is really strange but we get home and like as we start to go to sleep like one really weird and like odd thing occurs like where it is that we, so we're sleeping in like bunks right imagine like you like you can see like a, like a bunk bed like type setup and stuff like that my bed right it's one of the only root it's on, one of the only beds in the room that actively things underneath it start to get really really hot for some reason and none of us know why none of us know what's going on specifically but like everybody starts to kind of like be like hey what the fuck's going on with, with you today what's, what's happening man like my friends walk up they touch the ground i touch the ground i put my feet on the ground so much so i have to put my feet back off the ground immediately because like, it almost like hurts my feet how hot the floor is for no reason like all of my friends like swear on our lives like we touch the ground floor around me hot floor around everyone else completely like normal floor cold floor so we call in the teachers it's like hey is this like a normal thing they're like uh this is super weird like what what's going what's going on with you like what what's happening it was just like a joke or something they kind of got mad at us because they were like all right what'd you do like did you heat up the floor and like cause a little like hijinks joke or stuff like that you crazy kids what are you guys doing over here you you're wasting our time type of thing yeah and because because they were like no seriously how did you do this like the floor is like way too hot for you to have for you guys to have like done this like as a joke so like tell like how did you do it really and they they were like they were they were really grilling us they were like no really like we kind of can't leave until he tells like how you did this because like, it's kind of dangerous like like what you John, could we get into wow. the floor being like this yeah and like and i'm just there like all i did today was touch some weird thing that this guy explained to me really seriously oh, it was like some like fiery you, like safari thing and i was like you oh my wacky God. kids touch the jesus stone that superheats <laughs> the floor that the earth you walk upon yeah so so basically like that was one of the that was one of the the weirder one of the weirder moments in in essence with respect to like the idea of like a possible like idea of like a curse type of a deal and i wanted to mention this yeah. just because of like I think that like when you have these weird like inexplicable moments that kind of don't mean anything but like when you look back and think about you know like correlation and causation like oh is that like why this happened or whatever like it could be whatever but it's like it just makes me think sometimes that like you can make anything into something scary in that specific moment like explaining the story right now it might not sound all that weird but like experiencing that like through that one day that i had and like through people like actively like seeing that happen too like that you what watching people watch it occur to me and to all of us and be like hey this is like real right and like yeah it's real like, it's just this is weird like none of us did this but it's just happening now i guess like that's the closest i think i've ever felt to like cosmic horror like realistically mm. like that kind of like I, I didn't do anything but like it's just happening to me kind of just really it's just fucked up it's probably just a burst pipe or a heating issue now but like at the time 
brother, I thought that there was some real stuff going on. I was like, okay, like I, for the first time in my life, I've touched this like really weird, seemingly sacred, secret thing. This guy was like, all right, I will, I will, I will show you this, this, this really cool, um, like burn out piece of like charcoal from this like supposed like crucifix from like hundreds of years ago. Here you go, take a look. And then also like weird shit happens for the whole day afterwards. It's, it's yeah, really interesting stuff. And you all got any of you guys got stories like that? Like those that's weird funny. real life stories. So, so that's how you unlocked your uh, special move, your your combustion yeah. kick. That, oh my god! To the upper echelon, <laughs> yeah. circle. That, that's the fucking one. That that's it. That's it. You see, that's that that was the whole thing mainly. I, I just really wanted to sort of like just give thanks to like that piece of charcoal back in France all those years ago. Because like I don't think I would have won open if I, if I hadn't like touched that piece of charcoal. Honestly, like. Yeah, I mean, like, gold medals are cool and all, but, like, did you really touch the uh, piece of charcoal, though? Like, God yeah. bless the forbidden Jesus nuggy that taught me the fireball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's yeah. an so, amazing story. Wow. I have, I have a semi... A, it's a real-life story, but it's, like, not nearly as unexplainable, but uh, yeah. I thought I'd mention it really quick. Uh, when we were in school... Uh, in Savannah in college, I was in a broadcast class and we had to do a final project that was like a, um, you know, there was a lot of variety. You could do kind of whatever. And I decided to do uh, a documentary of Bonaventure Cemetery, which is in Savannah. It is considered one of the most haunted places in the world. Or in the country. I don't know about the world. Country. Um, and I decided that, um, I'm trying to remember who... Who went with me? Richmond, I don't remember. Oh yeah, I was there. If you were, if you were there, yeah, yeah. So sorry, I couldn't remember. But we we decided. Well, I wanted like the fog and uh, whatever. So we went at like two in the morning, or it was very early. It was like, you know, yeah, right when it opened. And um, generally speaking, nothing like really happened. But I also remember reading that like it's a good idea to ask permission. Uh, of, of spirits and people's uh, the people that are buried there in order to do things like filming which I, I like I don't totally believe in it but I also did it anyway but I do remember while we were there that um, when we were filming I feel like we and Rich maybe you remember this I feel like we kept hearing dogs um, and not really seeing them and like hearing barks and running and whatever and they were like pretty close to us and i had a couple shots that like seemed to get movement on them and there's there's always a part of me that was kind of like those are probably just dogs like actual real life dogs because that can happen but the fact that they were close kept hearing them and i'd never actually captured them even though i was taking tons of b-roll um uh anyway so it always kind of stuck in my mind a little bit <laughs> I, I, I remember that night, and I actually did manage to get a shot of a, a black dog, a big, like a, a big black German Shepherd-looking dog in the distance, which, I mean, yeah, I think it was an actual literal dog, but it also fits the description. Of Does like it make me feel any better? <laughs> like, no, I actually remember this. Yeah, there literally was like a, a black dog in that ghost. It, it, Oh man, I wish you the graveyard by dogs. If you're a dog and you're a ghost, you can come haunt me anytime. It's cool. <laughs> we 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 actually we actually have something like that here in England. It's called like black shuck, and it's we have we have a few of them. But like in essence, yeah, like they're these kind don't of do like, this to me. 
You can't be like, <laughs> we have this here in England and just start saying words because I swear to God, you you could be fucking with me. I'll have no idea. I genuinely can't know what's real and what's not over there anymore. The other day you said we're doing the podcast at this time BST. And I was like, what the fuck is BST? What, Eastern time zone? And, and no, it's British time. And I'm like, I've lived my whole life. I didn't know that was real. So, so <laughs> don't do this to me. Where would would you say we have dog shooks or something? What the yeah. fuck? What? Okay, okay. So in English folklore, there's this uh, entity called like black shook or old shook or the old shark or just simply called shook. But yeah, it's basically like a large black dog said to like roam, roam like the coastlines of areas called East Anglia, like, the countryside areas. But yeah, like in essence, people have report people have reported seeing like a large ghostly black dog that like either chased them or scared them or even for example. A long time ago, I went to a place called the Isle of Man, where like it's a very small island in between Ireland and and um, England itself is in the middle, and uh, they have like there's some really interesting and weird, creepy castles there. But like there was there was this story of this one like uh, person who, and in essence, it's kind of like a, I think they I think they're a ghost of the area or something like that, supposedly. But like basically, someone saw one of these black shook type dogs, and they instantly died of fright by seeing it. And in essence, what happened, their soul is like attached to like the area and they roam around now as a ghost, like warning people like of the dog. And also the dog's also kind of apparently there fucking people up still just, you know, having fun appearing, giving people the heart attacks and stuff. Or also there's like a handprint in a wall on a wall where it's like it's a it's a handprint with six like with a with six um, digits on it. So instead of the four fingers and one thumb, it's five fingers and one thumb. And it's like it, it looks as if it's all just one hand together, but it was supposedly like the handprint of like a witch from like a long time ago, whose hand was like sort of like put into like the into the castle and stuff like that. But what, yeah, like, why is anyway, it called the Isle of Man. That's a uh, the Isle of Man. Honestly, okay, I don't know why the Isle of Man is called the Isle of Man, but I do know that the Isle of Man is a it. it what's what's the best way to put it? it it's a very small. It's it's, it's a very small. Um, it's a very small island nation. It was like it's it's self-governing as well, but also at the same time, like I know for a fact that like they've got all kinds of just like really weird, like interesting like, animals there. They have these things called like Manx cats that like don't have tails and stuff. Like they, they've just got like a lot of really interesting like stuff going over there. Honestly, I recommend it. I recommend people people checking out the Isle of Man. Honestly, especially you know regarding people who haven't like ever been there before. But like yeah, the the Isle of Man can be a be a pretty cool place they have they've got like lots of uh, folklore regarding like fairies it's like a fairy bridge and apparently i remember this like you have to like say hello to the fairies and if you don't like bad luck kind of could befall you this bad luck could range within anything between like i don't know getting pooped on by a bird or like car crashing on the bridge like just bad luck bad luck you know so it's kind of like you have to be like yo hello like hello fairies hello like um different areas of this places you know supernatural culture i respect you please don't fuck me up thank you very much i'm traveling through like yeah there's a lot of that yeah fairy stuff is is interesting actually uh my my pal uh anna or uh, radiger uh does is like a big uh, scp community content creator oh cool uh, and and oh, she nice. does all kinds of like great. Cool. She's like written SCP articles, and she's done like some audio podcast, you know, like a uh, written podcast type stuff. Not not like not like what what you do here, where everything that we've done is real and is actually happening. Uh, that's like, <laughs> you know, a fiction thing. No, of course. And so of course. anyway, 
she she recently did this uh, this Kickstarter for this project. Uh, I, I guess I'll unintentionally plug this, but just really just because it happened to come up. Oh yeah. Uh, where she's doing uh, some kind of uh, post-apocalyptic fairy, um, uh, like it's not specifically an SCP content, although she's very much an SCP creator, so I think a lot of that influences into it. Um, but it's it's called Hymns for the Road, and actually they this isn't really even a successful plug because it, it's already kickstarted, uh, or it's already like been funded. I guess you could find it on Kickstarter. I don't even know if you can still pledge. I have no idea. But it's uh it's 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 pretty cool. And, and so fairy stuff is like I think uh, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of good good fun stuff there with like fairy related horror that can be like really fun. But what I was going to say before I forget is really what I'm hearing, AJ, is that you need to take, seize the opportunity and, and get on it before this broadcast airs and do the new Twitter account, Can You Pet the Black Shuck? Uh, <laughs> and, and get on that and then create a new wave of, of, uh, of, dog, of ghostly dog petting trends. No, of course. Just like, well, Black Shuck, uh, patting attempt number 586. Okay, like, I almost died last time, but I, I've got it this time, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's rad, though. I'd, I'd fucking love to see that. Like, Black Shuck, like, in a video game, just being like, oh, hey, I'm a little I'm a little Nintendo's dog, you know? Like, just, that'd be, mm -hmm. that'd be wild. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Like oh, uh, Nintendogs, but it's like uh, all all uh, supernatural shit. That's a great idea. Oh my yeah. god, Ni bro, Ni Nintendogs with like cryptids, like oh yeah, yeah, Nintendogs so with cryptids. That's I, a great I, idea. I, I, you know what? Yeah. Don't publish this podcast. Just take that and run with it. <laughs> yeah, I want to give the Jersey Devil like a hug. You know, just like you give mm. Loch Ness a little bit of treats. You know, little scratches, yeah, yeah, little yeah. belly rubs. Yeah, I'd play that. You got to get all these like lore appropriate things. Like, oh, this one needs the blood of uh, whatever. <laughs> This yeah. one needs a little bit of salt mixed in, uh, you know, with the with the eye of a newt. Of course. Uh, I, I, I've always wanted a Mothman. Oh my god. I'd be down for that. You know, I feel like Mothman's underrepresented. Oh, go on. Oh, totally. I was just I was just gonna say now that you mention it, uh, there we're drifting into another genre, which is a uh, dating uh, monsters. Yes, and that's that's a thing. Uh, I, I've seen a bunch of like SCP dating sim type stuff. I'm, I'm right now off the top of my head. There's like Cryptid Crush, which I only think of uh, <laughs> because I, I think there is like some kind of moth guy uh, in in that, and like it has really cute art, um, and so just just. Um, I don't know if it's specifically a dating sim. I think it might just be a visual novel. I don't know, but um, it's there. That whole genre that's popping up of of uh, of of uh, I guess monster fucking is is really yep. really fun, <laughs> uh, and I I fully support it. I I am that's, so not surprised to hear that's a thing and that it's popular and that it's going up. It's just it oh just yeah. sounds it sounds normal to me. Is that weird? No, uh, yeah. no, it's it's you're right. It's it's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's, 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 it's it's not it is normal it's it's 100 normal uh, the amount of like genuine like it's it's the monster fucking like permit type shit that i keep seeing on the internet it makes me laugh so much like just everyone being like hey look at this giant like terrible monster i love it like hell yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah. oh my god wait 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 monster fucker <laughs> oh oh what the fuck uh... oh no uh -oh. Okay, 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 okay. I, we, we have hey, a. Hey, hey, I mean, we're alright. I'm sorry. I was trying to be a little cheeky. Uh, sorry. Um, I 
I just wanted to let you know I was I've been listening in the whole time. Uh, you guys are kind of fucked up, but it's it's been kind of entertaining. Honestly, I was gonna like do this whole thing where I ate you, killed you, ate you, that kind of thing. Uh, but I I mean, clearly you you got a lot of other stuff going on. Uh, uh, you're you're good. It's just I'm, I kind of have some other stuff I'm trying to do today. Uh, if you could just get the fuck out of my house, you bunch of weirdos, that'd be good. Thanks. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna go into the other room. Uh, finish playing the new game I got, Cultic. It's sick. Uh, and when I come back, hopefully you guys won't be here, so get your shit. I see, I see you put down that soda can over there, if you could pick that up and take that with you, if you guys could just start clearing out, um, maybe within the next 20 minutes, and like, you can live, it's cool, uh, I don't think this, the storm might have calmed down, so, alright, yeah, bye. What, is he gonna tell us how the disappearing the... hallways, I, I'm... Yeah, like, Yo, I, I'm yeah. sorry. That guy was like 50 feet tall. What the fuck? Did, I, we, did we just meet like a, a demon? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know what we meant, but uh, I just want to point out, haunted called it. Oh, I mean, you God. did, you did. I didn't get to hit. Why the it. fuck are we still here? Oh damn it, Gianni wanted to hit on that guy. Like, wow, you should have got we his should, number. Should, he's on, he's on him. We should, we should just go. Yeah, we should just go for real. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, everyone, pack your shit. Let's let's get out of here. I'll get the can. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody could get the oh, can. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's all the shit. It's just the can. I'm just saying, yeah, just saying everyone. I'm just saying, pack your shit. Get out. Let's get out of here. It's just, it's just one can to be picked up and like, recycled. Like, yeah, can secret can you get the can, please. Yeah. All all podcasts that have been recorded have been with the can. That yeah. is the only technology that we've ever needed. I mean, like, we do, we just carry it like, with us, you know. Like we, initially, like, with respect to recording, we only have it because like, we thought that we had to record a podcast by attaching two cans with a piece of string. And like, that's how we thought the technology worked. But we just like we, we just weren't we, we just weren't there yet. So I mean, like yeah, we just we just keep it as like a keepsake. Yeah. Good luck charm. <laughs> let's <clears throat> let's hoof it. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's respect right, cool, them in. Let's cool. get out of here. I know, but I'm sure I'm sure curious what game he's playing though. Not enough to. Was, uh... <laughs> I think he said it was cultic. Uh, I heard it going yeah. on in the other room. Oh, oh sounded, okay, okay, okay. It sounded, it sounded oh, okay. cool. Yeah, I heard. I I have heard about that. It's supposed to be really quite good. I've heard like a bunch of good reviews. I've heard a lot of a lot of good shit. That actually came out like what? I think it was last year. Uh, I actually cultic. I think just came out. Uh, like okay, just, just, uh... no. Yes, yes, no, did just come out, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, my I've god. Also been, I've also um, been playing it. I think, honestly, I think I think he saw me tweeting about it, and uh, and then and then he started playing it, but... Oh, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really good. We should, we oh should my really god. Get, out of his, get out of his... Well, I don't know if he has hair, but his, his ectoplasm or whatever. Yeah, that guy's, like, <laughs> eyes were, like, literally just, like, two bright balls of fire so i mean like i'm not even sure if he's got all he's got the hair the whole just he, yeah we, we just need to that, that guy's kind of like not bad news but like that guy's that guy's news that guy that, guy that, could guy's, be that. that guy's news yeah, 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 yeah. like that, that guy's, that, that guy's something so. 
He is indeed the moment. We should, we should, yeah, we should leave. <laughs> Alright, cool. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, wait. So we're walking down this hallway anyway. It's gonna be pretty long. So, I mean, I've got a couple of, like, last minute questions, but, like, just in general, does anyone have, like, a general favorite horror, scary thing just that they just want to talk about real quick whilst we get down this long ass hallway? Because it uh, keeps stretching and I'm walking and I, it's, it's just, this house is still being weird and I, yeah. I I don't actually, I, I invite anybody else to answer this better, but the only other thought that just appeared into my mind uh, that I that I love to think about from time to time is uh, David Szymanski, the guy who did Dusk, had once tweeted, and the tweet really made the round, so you might have even heard this already, but his, his, his realization that uh, the, the human existence of the Uncanny Valley concept where something can unsettle us in that way means that at one point there must have been an evolutionary need for something that looked human but wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and that is that is like a, a realization that sits deeply yep. uncomfortable in you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing that tweet and it messed my yeah. whole day. I did not need to hear <laughs> it's really good. that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yep. I got it right here. It's like one of the most frightening things I've ever heard is when someone pointed out that the existence of the Uncanny Valley implies that at some point there was an evolutionary reason to be afraid of something that looked human but wasn't. Yeah, that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's one of my favorite As a messed up thought. that I've ever thought of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God, so cool. Look, one of my other favorite ones, just generally. I have a bunch of them, but like mine is like last person in the world. There's a knock at the door. Like that, that's that's one of my favorites. Just like the idea of yeah, like yeah. some you being in a situation where like there can be no other possible answer, but like and yet there it is. You know, like and then, and yeah, then what yeah, is yeah. that? Like, yeah, super cool. Not to, uh, I mean, it, it's uh, there's there's the game uh, Unfortunate Spacemen, and uh, I was playing it uh, with. Um, I was doing it was like it was like the tutorial mission. So Unfortunate Spacemen is is kind of like among us but with guns and and it's astronaut and they're astronauts in space it's like a first person shooter um and and like it does a lot of the among us stuff before among us actually uh and and so before before among us imposter red sus uh vent uh, mogus was <laughs> was the unfortunate spaceman really really awesome stuff incredible game but anyway uh in the game uh you know there's like uh, there's like a small like campaign that they do which also serves as like a tutorial for fundamental game concept and i was playing through it with um my wife and her brother uh and we were all like we'd gone through a bunch of the, the, the stuff and we were all standing at like the door and we were conversing about like uh you know like what we thought we needed to go get in order to get past this door or whatever and and her brother says uh, hang on a minute. Why are there four of us here? <laughs> and then, as he says it, the the, oh, the fourth no. astronaut, which couldn't have been any oh, of us whoa. players, turned into the monster oh. <laughs> and, oh and began attacking oh, us. Man. And it's like, <laughs> I just I'll never forget like that that moment so of cool. like realization where it's like, wait, there's only three of us. How come I'm looking at three people plus myself? Uh, just uh, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh wow. Yeah. That's wild. Like, uh, Damn, I love that so really... much. Like, it, it's the it's the imposter, you know. Like, just the idea of yeah. it. It's just so it's so simple, but that... it's so cool. Like, 
that game is really impressive in its ability to... I feel like a lot of the times, once you incorporate multiplayer, any aspect of horror starts to go down the shitter. Uh, because because people are like us, where they're just dicking around and you know they're they're joking and, and, and playing and stuff. I feel like it, definitely you'll you'll be dicking around a lot in Unfortunate Space Man. You'll have a lot of laughing and, and like silly nonsense that you're doing. But I feel like it does a good job of maintaining that sense of horror in a multiplayer experience surprisingly well uh, because of um, you know it uses like proximity chat and so many of the mechanics at play. Um, I, I love that the exploration of maintaining horror in a multiplayer context. It's it's been doing. Pretty, uh, pretty interesting things like Phasmophobia. I think is a kind of fun example with that, um, and then some mm, other games that have come out. Very, very, very fun. The idea that it plays oh with God. sound as well as part of the gameplay, uh, I think, is really yeah, intelligent. Definitely. Oh, so good. One. Right. Oh, speaking of sound as well. Oh, go on. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, speaking of um, sound as well, like oh, there's, there's so many great composers with respect to like you know horror and the horror game specifically but also like i just really want to talk about uh an amazing composer by the name of like akira yamaoka like my one, one of my the best friends, james uh, smith yeah, yeah. James, james smith put me on to who this man is truly and like i just got to say a huge thanks just because like this man's musical repertoire his his ability to craft like sounds which not only just like transport you to a place and a feeling and a presence and a time but also that like convey such a raw like emotion like it, it's ridiculous just like the, the levels and the heights to which someone's been able to transcend with music through games at a time where people in essence weren't even it's not as if they weren't like looking to do that at the same time because obviously they were back in those times but like this work stood st stood the test of time in such a way that we still talk about someone 20 odd years later you know like it, it's really amazing to just know that like someone had such a singular ability and vision that they were driven by in the past and that it has gone on to influence so many people on into the future now and just like that we can even just listen to so much of the music even today it's it's a wonderful thing so i just wanted to give like a well I, i'm shouting out akira yamaoka i guess but i mean like yeah just like if you haven't just look into who akira yamaoka is and then listen to all of Silent Hill music that you possibly can, but especially Silent Hill 2, 2's original like OST, and also the song yes. Promise as well. Like that's great. Like really love that one. Yeah, legendary for a reason. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh wait. Got... Holy shit. The... Oh, finally the, the the door. The door's here. Like, we could see, are we gonna are we gonna push this are we gonna push this together or what? Like what? what? Oh, yeah, yeah no, oh, just, shit. there it is. Yeah. The, oh my god. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's say. Um. Okay. We're gonna gonna give it like a big push because this this all looks heavy. All right. Okay. So one, two, three. Okay. Let's go. Jesus Christ, AJ. Oh Holy god. fuck. <laughs> I knew you were doing Taekwondo, but God. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you look like you could do that, but fuck, it's just crazy to see it in action. I didn't even do anything. Yeah. I, I, I decided to kick the door instead of push it. You're right. Like, nice. it, I just yeah, went. All right. Good you, job. Didn't, you didn't see the, the tree from last last time we were out here. That's <laughs> true. You know what? I didn't. Yeah, I was breaking them, I was breaking them up, boy. Like, uh, we need some chairs to sit down on. Bip, bip, bip. Mm. Hit the kicks. That's it. We got some seats. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I figured. Oh my god, this has been great though. Like, I guess we can be, uh, we can be outside. The rain has stopped, which is nice. It's still kind of cold though. Like, I wonder what that guy. Well, was that? I, was what was that guy's name? I, uh, the, the demon didn't really give us a name, but like, I guess he's just chill. Like, I hope he's like okay. Wait, the 
guys, the house is gone. Like, look, look behind us. It's, it's disappeared. Like, so. I don't... Dude, hmm. how'd that happen? Uh, Wait, okay. <laughs> I have so many questions. What the fuck? None of today is let's made Let's just sense. keep walking. Keep walking. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah let's walking, get out of bro. here. Let's get out. This, this place is... Oof. All right, well, yeah. yeah. This has been a... This is. This has been a a good one, though. I, I think that we can, yeah. I, I think that we can safely say that we've made it out of here. I mean, we're not alive dead. and in one piece. We're not. I was just say we're not eaten alive, so that's a that's a win, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all uh, alive. Wait, did you? What the fuck? He's Where'd gone, dude. What the fuck? Ain't no way. He was dead Hold the up, whole bro. time. What the time? Fuck? Wow. And rude before the outro. I know, right? I know. Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, like, one of us will have to like channel him, like, to like get him to come back to like do that. Because I mean, like, we need to we need to end the show. And like, he, he just he just dematerialized. Like, he he ghosted us, guys. Oh, <laughs> Richmond! <laughs> oh my god! Yo. I'm oh. still dead, but uh, that that pun that's as bad that's as close as it gets to bringing me back. And I'm and I'm that's <laughs> that's your that's your like invocation ritual to to like get me back. Thanks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I'm pissed. <laughs> we're, we're we're really glad to have, uh, have you. Here. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so, yeah. That, that, thanks for joining us. I guess. All right, all right, folks. Um, <clears throat> So to all our listeners out there, thank you so much for uh, you know hanging out with us on this uh, All Follows Eve. Um, this was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's do the outro. So um, yes, I'm your host Richmond. Uh, really happy to be here every week. Uh, hang out with these fine folks. Uh, you know, shoot the breeze about art and video games and inspiring things. Um, so yeah, if if you uh, enjoyed the podcast, if you want to follow along, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. That's the best place to keep track of uh, what we're up to. You can follow us at Art Eater Podcast. That's A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R Podcast. Um, yeah, just uh, follow us on Twitter. You'll know uh, whenever the new ones, uh, new, new podcasts go out, you can, you know, shoot us a message. You know, we'll, we'll get back to you. And if you want to catch up on our previous podcasts, go to arteater.com. That's A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R.com. Uh, slash podcasts. Uh, every single podcast that we've recorded is up on there. And uh, yeah, just uh, you know, have fun. Um, yeah. So everyone, you know, let let our listeners know um, what you're up to and how they can like uh, follow along with all that. Well, um, I'm Sean, uh, as you know, usually here. Uh, you can follow me at Daborsk, D-A-B-O-R-S-K. Mostly talk about PC gaming, interface stuff. Um, mentioned last few podcasts, I've been doing a lot of mentoring on adpless.org, so that's a lot of my free time at, at the moment. Uh, so you can, if you need like uh, help getting into the design field or product field or game industry, it's totally free, both directions. Tons of great uh, people on there. ADP stands for Awesome Design People, so highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, always excited to come on here and just shoot the the breeze or the shoot the i don't know what the haunted version of that is shoot the the mist the ominous winds yeah <laughs> yes with uh with these fine gentlemen so yeah i was gonna say shoot the ectoplasm but that sounds a little more like you know the yeah <laughs> <laughs>
god. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, don't don't cross the streams. Richmond's in full form today. He's he's, he's, he's firing on all cylinders. I love it. He's in his flow state. Run. Yeah. Yeah, he's powered up. He's powered up today. Oh, man. Uh, Well, I'm James Stanley. Uh, Again, I am the resident fighting game expert of Art Eater. Uh, But when I'm not playing fighting games, I am working uh, on freelance illustration, character design, storyboard animations. And uh, I am actually looking to turn my comic into a fighting game. Uh, I've seen a lot of traction recently on my Twitter, which I'm not used to. So uh, I've been kind of quietly freaking out about it. I hope I can keep everybody's interest uh, since then, but definitely know that uh, there's some things coming with that and uh, definitely hard at work at uh, getting it where it needs to be. But uh, if you want to hear about fighting games, uh, music, Hong Kong cinema, anime, uh, anything that I just genuinely like. Uh, my Twitter feed is just all of those things. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Beefy Kunoichi. That is B-E-E-F-Y underscore K-U-N-O-I-C-H-I. Um, and I also have a Patreon, so I'm showing behind-the-scenes stuff of uh, comic work, model sheets, character designs, uh, and everything that is part-time shuffle-related. So if you're into that kind of stuff, um, and I don't know if you want to throw hands with me online, uh, hit me up on Twitter, and uh, you know we'll see what's what when I have time. Absolutely, I would highly recommend that people throw hands with James online. But also, like if you want to have a good time, don't do that. But well, do do it because I want to watch and laugh. But also do, <laughs> do yeah, just 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 don't do it because he'll mess you up. But yeah, it's up everybody. It's Adam. Pleased to be here once again as always. It's your favorite game, level designer, pixel artist, an international taekwondo fighter, wrapping it with the crew of RER once again. This was a rad episode. I'm really glad that this could happen. And you know, stepping back once again kind of like into regular actual me like this is something which i've kind of had in the works for a while now and we'd like to continue to expand on these specials so show us one some extra love and just you know let, let us know what you thought of it because i had a really good time doing this and i really want to continue you know expanding upon the art eater style of doing things so yeah uh, i go by aj on twitter it's uh you can find me over there at aj mattis i love to share and retweet all kinds of cool art and creative projects that i see if anyone wants or needs any pixel art related work i'm active at the moment still so get in touch if you liked anything that i had to say because people still do this sometimes drop a follow get in touch send a nice message and yeah i won't bite your head off i'll come back and say hello too we can have a nice time and i'm really really glad that you guys could come along for us with us for this journey this has been a great halloween special and uh yeah i, sh- I really hope that you guys had a spooky frightastic wonderful time over to gianni and thanks again I did have a wonderful time, AJ, and I just want to say thanks to uh, you for for roping me into this and for uh, everybody here. Uh, Very lovely to chat with all of you. Been a very uh, nice little experience hanging out. Uh, Some fun convos were had. Uh, As for me, I'm Gianni Matragrano. If you are seeking... uh, a guy who shows up in your video game as a voice that just shits itself to death or has his head blown up and he dies or something, you probably want a guy like me. Uh, And you can find out more information about uh, me as a voice actor at getgiani.com. And there's also all the socials and shit on there too. Um, And yeah, it's just been been a pleasure hanging out. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure, brother. Like, I really had a great time, and I'm sure the listeners loved it. So, yeah, everybody, listeners. stay safe. Wait, were you recording this? Wait, uh, what wait, the fuck? Uh, 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 uh. Run! Run! <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Right. Bye, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good Halloween. Bye.
All right, see you guys.